All characters and events in this podcast, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional. All celebrity voices are impersonated. Poorly. The following program contains coarse language, and due to its content, it should not be listened to by anyone. Enjoy. Harbingers of sorrow, natural disasters can be the cause of troubling and undesirable stress. And a volcano is no exception. But what should you do if a volcano erupts near you or your family? Here we see the Stevens family enjoy a Sunday picnic. But suddenly, Dada hears a noise. It's a volcano. Junior seems worried. But have no fear, Junior. Jane learned in school what to do when you hear a volcano erupt. That's right, Jane. Duck and cover. So what will you do when you hear a volcano erupting? That's right. Duck and cover. Looks like you got the idea. Duck and cover. Thank you and goodbye. We're back with another episode oh. of South Park, season one. Go Canadian. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I was doing a duck and a cover. Hope that you enjoyed that message from an important PSA about volcano safety. We are doing episode number three of South Park, season one. It is Volcano, and it aired yep. on August 27th, 1997. Rachel, please explain to the audience what we are getting into with Volcano. So the boys are going on a camping trip in the woods with Stan's uncle. Yep. Stan's uncle and his friend. Ned. Ned. And Jimbo. Um, (laughs) And Jimbo. Yes. Ned and Jimbo into the mountains of Colorado. (laughs) I guess. So at the same time, we have we actually get to see Stan's dad in this one, which Randy is, shows up, yeah. which I thought was interesting. That we find out that the volcano in or the mountain in South Park is a volcano, and it's going to erupt. That's right. <laughs> so the boys are already out in the mountain, and now South Park is worried about a volcano. So we have to, you know, all the shenanigans ensue during during this time. Mm-hmm. It is based off of the fact that in 1997, there were two volcano movies that came out that year. Really? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we will watch them for the show at some point. Matt and Trey thought that they were just the stupidest movies ever. <laughs> <laughs> so they decided to make fun of it. But then the other part of it is the whole idea of hunting Oh, yes. Which they were hunting out in the woods. In, a, That's in right. a small mountain town that I think, I can't remember if it was Trey or man. I think it was Trey who was saying that his grandpa was into hunting, but his dad didn't like it and Trey didn't like it. So it was that, that mix of how are, how do you kind of get over that hump of. That viewpoint yeah, of hunting? Yeah. Or? Or, 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 or how do you deal with not liking hunting in an area that that's mostly done? Volcano and Dante's Peak both came out in 1997, and they just thought it was those... They make fun of disaster movies a lot in the run of South Park. Those just happened to be the ones that they had at the time, right before these both came out. So 
it makes sense that they would want to make fun of those movies. What was the movie? Volcano and Dante's Peak. I don't know if I've ever heard of those. Probably not, because they're disaster movies. Well, the disaster movies is a whole different genre that Shelf Life will have to tackle, of course. Just don't know when exactly we will do it. But, I'm, you know, you can add those to the like list. Sharknado? Yeah, Sharknado is an example. You can add those to the... <laughs> these, are, these are more high budget. But, yeah, you can well, add, yeah. add them to the list. It's fine. You can get them in there. But one of the famous things, the most famous thing for me coming out of this, and I remember watching this episode as a kid. I don't remember if it was the first time it was on. I don't remember if it was a rerun or whatever. But I, I distinctly remember this one. And I remember it's coming right for us. I just know that. Oh, yeah. I know it because. The Jimbo line. Yeah. So what they said is that what that is from is there was in Montana or Colorado, somewhere somewhere in, in the U.S., it's illegal to hunt black bears because they're endangered. Right. And someone got arrested for shooting a black bear and their cubs. They shot them out of a tree. Like the way that clearly the crime took place, It they right. shot them out of a tree. There was probably fall damage. But they tried to say that they had to shoot those bears because they were coming right for them. So they said they were coming right for us in their defense. But they were like, but they were in a tree. So clearly they weren't coming right for you. No, it sounds like they were trying to get away from you. That's where that comes from. And they do the little fireside chat and and Trey says that story about, you know, where they got it's coming right for us. And Matt starts to laugh and Trey goes, that's not funny. (laughs) So it's... it's... (laughs) It's that typical humor that the two of them it's, have. It's funny and it's also not funny at the same time. <laughs> I love it's finding humor in the thing that's. I love not how they make fun humorous. of Jimbo doing it because it's so oh, yeah. blatant that he's just like, you know, I just have to say this because otherwise I'll get in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, shall we get right into it? I think we should. Okay, it starts with Cartman getting picked up by the boys, by Uncle Jimbo. Is Jimbo on his mom's side yes. or his okay? It is Stan's mom's brother. Okay. Yeah. I don't know when you find that out, but you do at some point. Randy <laughs> refers to Jimbo as his brother-in-law at some point in okay. the series. I definitely think when Jimbo is fighting COVID, I, I remember that too. Oh, I could see that because I have a feeling that Jimbo didn't get uh, vaccinated. So anyway, the well, did, did Randy? Well, he's caused COVID. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That was a horrible episode. I <laughs> that later. I so, that. so they have to camp overnight because they're going hunting and they have to hunt early in the morning because animals are, are much easier to shoot in the morning. It's, it's a weird way to put it. But scientific okay. fact. They're, the way that Jimbo phrases it, he makes it sound like because they're groggy. <laughs> like that's right. the way that yeah. he... Gotta get them when they're, when, they're, when they're sleepy and they're just waking up. I mean, people go fishing in the morning. It's a better time to go fishing. But I think that's more so like that's weather the fish and temperature are, are and eating. Right, they're closer to the to the surface. Right. So maybe maybe he's got a point. Maybe the animals are just waking up. They're going to get their own food, and you shoot them. I don't know. I don't hunt. I do not hunt either. Folks at home, let us know. And Ned is. Jimbo's old war buddy, and he's yep. got laryngitis, so he talks with a voice box. Laryngitis? <laughs> I would imagine he just doesn't have vocal cords, right? He's at, like, the vocal <laughs> surgery. 
I can't believe I said laryngitis. You said laryngitis. I'll let you retry that. No, I think you. Funny. I think you gotta have to keep it in that I said laryngitis. <laughs> I was like, if that's why he uses this voice box, I had no mm, idea. Yeah, laryngitis. It starts with an L. It's like a la la larin laryngectomy. 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 Yeah. See, it sounds like laryngitis because it's with your throat. So but you I was laryngitis. I said laryngitis though, like an idiot. So laryngectomy. <laughs> I've been making an idiot out of myself. Oh, everyone thinks I'm it's dumb. So- no, it actually sounds like something South Park would say though, and this is why I question mm, I it. I have laryngitis. Right. You mean he had a laryngectomy? Yes, a laryngectomy. Which is actually the removal of the voice box. So he uses a, a tool to allow him to actually speak. Yeah, like Kane. Or in some of the worst PSA commercials, whenever they're like, I'm 35 years old. And it just looks painful to be those people. <sighs> I don't like those commercials. Yeah, it, don't smoke. It upsets me. Kids, that's kind of the lesson to be had here. Yeah, that typically it's smoking that does it. I do find it interesting because Ned and Jimbo come back in the next episode to Big Al's Big A Boat Ride, and they definitely were trying to make the two of them a thing compared to having Randy. Like, Randy shows up in this as a cameo, and Randy becomes such a larger character in the long run than Jimbo and Ned. Because Jimbo and Ned are trying to be, they're basically the stereotypical rednecks. That South Park is making fun I of think, at this point. Right. I think that's exactly the the idea. Yeah. Cartman gets in the car and his mom comes out and is like, oh, I hope you boys take good care of him and stuff. <laughs> and, and wants Cartman to kiss her goodbye. And the boys right. are making fun of him, of course. And Cartman's like, drive, goddammit! <laughs> <laughs> so they take off in Jimbo's, would you call it a Jeep? It looks yes. like some sort of military jeep type right. thing. Right, it kind of does look like a military jeep. What is the gas guzzler? Those big things? Oh, like a Hummer. That yeah, like it. Yeah, looks I don't think I don't like, think Hummers were around. They weren't yet. around yet, but it kind of looks like a Hummer mixed with a jeep. Yeah, that's kind of the only way. I don't even think Hummers are all, like illegal. I don't think that they're around anymore either. Yeah. <laughs> If, um, if you see somebody with a Hummer, it's old, I think. I bet. I don't think they're old. in production. And the boys are making fun of Cartman because he's getting babied by his mom. And Jimbo encourages that testosterone flowing because he gives him the basics of hunting. Right. You don't walk with your gun and you make sure that the safety's on. Don't shoot anything that looks human. And don't spill your beer in the bullet chamber. <laughs> my kids are just like yeah we don't drink (laughs) yeah and that's like oh that's right i don't think kids drink beer (laughs) which in i bet when they were kids they drank oh yeah for sure definitely i think i think it's just so like second nature i think that was just like a different culture for them so now they're like in this point they're like wait you guys don't drink what the weird part (laughs) is supposed to be and the math doesn't totally work out because i think stan stan I think Jimbo and Ned are supposed to be Vietnam vets. That's what it feels like that Ned is a Vietnam vet. But it would have been like 23, 25 years since it would make sense for them to have been in Vietnam for 1997. Okay. So I guess that, I guess that might work out because that would mean that they'd be in their 40s. 
Yeah, I think that's, so I guess I think that's that fair. makes sense. Yeah. He's, he's the older brother. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I do also like that throughout this episode and throughout the run of South Park, whenever Ned shows up, if you had the voice box, you would only talk when you thought it was necessary to talk, probably, right? Like, you're not going to... You're not going to just say random stuff. You're, you know, you're going to nod Probably. your head yes or whatever instead of saying yes. I would feel, I feel like if I Maybe. had it. I mean, if, it, if it's like a, like something that bugs you, I would think like I'm not going to. Yeah, I don't know if it time. bugs people to talk. I mean, folks at home, if you have this or you know somebody that has this, yeah, like, do, is it a painful thing? And Out of like actual curiosity. We're yeah. not trying to be rude. Yeah, no, I'm not even trying to be snarky at that. Yeah. I do like that they have Ned say long sentences <laughs> instead of just saying like they're kids they don't drink he's, he's like oh yeah i don't think that kids like it's it's always like a lot longer than it needs to be right or later on when he gets set on fire he's he he makes sure to have the voice box thing right. up so he can shout help help <laughs> it that that always mm-hmm. it makes me laugh jimbo can't believe that the boys don't aren't going to drink because hunting sober is like fishing sober so he thinks that it's boring if you're not drinking to do the hunting or the fish. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jimbo. They're happy because they're leaving the the city. They get to go up into the wilderness and get away from everything, which means that they just go up a hill and they are there. Right. That's the end <laughs> of that. Not too far out. So each one of the boys gets a gun and a beer. And I think the joke is that they all get increasingly smokes i think too do they i I thought it was just a beer but they maybe it was they each get an increasingly larger gun and then they run out of rifles so they give cartman what looks kind of like an automatic weapon of some kind sure and it looks like stan might have a shotgun i think is also. i think he does have a shotgun yeah (laughs) they're gonna he's gonna use a shotgun to go hunting and Cartman points the gun at Stan because they they get into an argument. Oh, and... <laughs> what was that? Is like the number one thing you do not do is I point th- a gun at somebody. Think that I don't even think that that was no an matter issue. if the safety is on or not. You do not point a gun at another person. I think that that Matt and Trey said that a lot of these episodes, and I agree with them, look very quaint. Back then, when they first aired, this was, oh, good heavens, and the monocles were falling off. But nowadays, they'd be kind of quaint, except for this part, which they didn't even get a note on from Comedy Central. Which is crazy. But a short time later, two kids pointing guns at each other and saying that they were going to kill each other would not have flown. Oh, no. And Jimbo also kills a bear at this point, too. Like, a Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Because there's okay. a great line before that. They say something about what well, Jimbo says that it's dangerous to point your guns like that because you could spill your beer. That's a good <laughs> line. And then they say something about Africa and <laughs> Carmen says, my mom says there's a lot of black people in Africa. It's such a weird line. I don't ever <laughs> see that. It's such a randomly stupid line. I liked it. That's it. It's just such a dumb That's line. It. It's such a throwaway line. Yeah, but yes. those I like that those little throwaway lines. The one that I actually remember more is at some point they talk about China, probably in like the second season, and Cartman says it again and says, my mom says there's a lot of black people in China. <laughs> so he does it again. So he just says it for anything Pretty at this much. point. So now you can explain Jimbo killing the bear, because that's the next thing that happens. 
So this is this is when they came up on a Rocky Mountain black bear. So gorgeous. And he says, "Isn't it beautiful? One of like it's only one of the last left of its kind." And then all of a sudden he goes, "My God, it's coming right for us!" My God, it's coming right for us! <laughs> and shoots it. Yeah, and I he can't just believe shoots it. it. And this is where Jimbo explains that they can't shoot a lot of animals unless they say it's coming right for them because of the Democrats in particular, he blames. Yep. So they start shooting other animals. They use a rocket launcher to blow up a deer. Oh my and God, it's ridiculous. Stan and Kyle have their mouths agape at this. And Stan is just shocked and he can't believe that, they, that this is what hunting is. They do It's Coming Right For Us a few times. And then Cartman starts having Nam flashbacks because he's he lied and said that he was in Vietnam. And I guess he's supposed to be having like an out-of-body experience to, like, a previous life or something. Maybe. Maybe or, that's what or it is. He's or just, he's just imagining it. Yeah, he's just playing along because he's Cartman. Right. Well, they're kids. You gotta remember that they're kids. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yes. They are kids. So they're probably playing make-believe points with this. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Because, I mean, they think that the guns are toys. Right. They track down a rabbit, and yes. they want Stan to shoot it because Creepy Jimbo. Rabbit, but yes. Jimbo wants Stan. To, well, okay, so we'll talk about this in a second. So Jimbo wants to have Stan shoot it to make Stan a man. That's basically Jimbo's goal here, right? Yeah, it's his well, nephew. I think it's, yeah, it's his nephew. He wants to bond with him and help him become a man, type yeah. of thing. And Stan can't do it. He just can't shoot the bunny. And Jimbo says, I "Shoot the bunny." He won't shoot a bunny. He won't have his nephew be a tree hugger. And then Cartman and Stan point their guns at each other again. But before anything can happen, the mountain starts to shake. So, Rachel, between the deaths of these animals in season one, where the where the group goes hunting, compare that to season one of Simpsons when the family went camping. Yes. Which which is the better deaths, the animals in this or the rabbit getting flung from oh my the... god um and let's see um for comedic factor i would say the rabbit getting flung yes by... i mean that's just that's one of my favorite moments of ever. <laughs> by the trap was the best thing this has yeah. more this was a bit more violent about it. this has more commentary uh yeah this hunting. is way more comedic or not comedic but commentary about uh guns and hunting and yeah and wildlife has and more thought that. into it the other one is feet. them trying to survive being lost that's true in the they're wilderness. just trying to survive yeah <laughs> these guys are just hunting they have for rocket launchers and yeah <laughs> so we end up at the seismic lab the south park apparently keeps track of a seismic lab and we get the introduction of randy marsh they don't name him they call no. he gets named Randy, but he doesn't get named right. Randy Marsh. We don't know that this is Stan's dad yet, but of course this becomes Stan's dad. Yes. One of the most beloved and used characters in the series. Weirdest character. Weirdest <laughs> character. Weird character arts it, with, with him. I but, think yeah. as Trey and Matt got older, they were able to use Randy as their surrogate more and more of dopey dads. Oh my god. You know what I, I mean? I, can you even say just dopey dads? Because this dad, <laughs> he <laughs> well, gets we'll get real weird. Him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think dopey dad would be, well, and then dopey dad. <laughs> See? Yeah. 
It works. Damn it. It works. <laughs> yeah, he goes from dopey dad to dopey dad. Um, if anybody Towley understands that his, joke. Yeah. Towley ends up being his personal assistant, I'm pretty sure. Don't forget to bring a towel. God, I can't wait for that episode. <laughs> Can you? Can you not wait? I love that Tally episode. <laughs> I know you're oh, not a big man. fan of Tally. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a lot to do because he's he's the town geologist, so there's not a right. lot of seismic activity going on. But there's suddenly the shake, and it registers like an earthquake. So he calls someone... And he tells them that the mountain is smoking. And they're the funny, like, uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. And right. confirms that there's a volcano. So they do the, oh, my God. And it does, like, the dun, 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 And then he gets a sip of coffee. Does he do the classic, oh, my God. No, he does not do his, yeah, I know what you're talking about. There is a classic, oh, my God. And it's my favorite one. I am a little disappointed it doesn't happen in this one. That's true. But... It is a proto, oh my god, it that is. he does later <laughs> in the series. I think World of Warcraft, he does it. Oh, it's one of my favorites. I can spoiler that one. Everybody should understand that. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea here is, of course, there aren't active volcanoes that we know of in the Rocky Mountains by Colorado. In... Volcano, and in Dante's Pe Dante's Peak, I think was Yellowstone, if I remember correctly. I might not remember that, remembering that right. The movie Volcano takes place in L.A., and of course there are okay. volcanoes in L.A. So they said if Hollywood could do it and put stupid volcanoes in, then we could do it. And the Comedy Central people thought that it was good too because it shows that in South Park anything can happen. It is not. It's not even rubber band reality like The Simpsons. Sure. It is off the wall zany. We can do whatever we want with this world. It is a world where it starts in South Park and it's not your universe. Right. So you just mentioned the LA one, right? The closest volcano is 181 miles away from LA. Okay. The Caso Volcanic Field. That doesn't sound that far away. It doesn't. <laughs> And then there is a volcano, dormant vol. I guess it's dormant, right? Because it's not. It's not active. Well, no, it is. It does say it's active. Hold on. So there is an active volcano in Colorado. There is. Don't Cerro. And I'm. I'm sorry. I'm probably saying all of these things wrong. But D O T S E R O. Don't Cerro volcano. Okay. In Western Eagle County is Colorado's only active volcano. Huh. It last erupted 4,200 years ago. <laughs> okay. Oh, look so at it. But, but in 2018, a report from the United States Geological <laughs> Survey listed it as moderate threat to human activity. Oh. What? Okay. So I guess I guess it could happen that the volcano goes off. It, if it went off 4,200 years ago, it's, and it's a moderate threat now. So, folks in our, uh, you know, lifers in Colorado, let us know: is this uh, an existential threat to uh, everyone out there? Huh? Didn't know. Look, we're learning so many things today. That's what South Park's good for. <laughs> it's very educational. I think you could, you could definitely show all these episodes in a classroom, and kids could learn for sure. Absolutely. 
Mr. Garrison would. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Need to write a, an essay on Sanford and Son and get that <laughs> in by the end of the week. So at night, they pour some gas on the fire. And the joke here is that the wood is too dry. It's not uh, igniting the flames, right? Or it's not dry enough to ignite the flames. So Jibbo's like, well, we'll have to use the little, the old Native American trick, I, whatever he says. I don't know. Some stupid racist I thing, I would think assume. I think the idea is that they're going to pour the Indian gin. fire trick, yeah. Yeah, I thought they were going to pour the gin on the fire. I think that's the joke that they were doing, but instead they just take the can of gasoline and then just pour gas on the fire. Right. And Ned gets set on fire and I laughed at this. Cause, uh, the fire spreads and the Jimbo's Jeep... running around. Yeah. 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 And Ned's just, and they're all kind of like stop, drop and roll Ned and laughing about it, even though he's, we'd be dead. <laughs> and right. Uh, the gas can tips over and it sets a trail toward the Jeep and a blows van. it up. They call it a van, which I, which it's I not disagree. A van. It is not a van. <laughs> It's not a van. No. Folks at home, let us know if you really think this is a van, but it's not. It blows up the Jeep. So now they have no way of getting home. Nope. They're stuck in the woods. Right. Because there are no cell phones. So they're just there. Yeah, think about that one. There's no cell phones. Even if they had a cell phone today, they probably, probably wouldn't yeah, get very good reception. Absolutely not. But they You're probably the the might be able to get GPS to find their way back. Yeah, even then you won't have good enough reception for that. Yeah, that's Plus, they're true. probably dead at this point because they've been out there for all night. And well, Ned's dead because he was set on well... fire. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you're supposed to be able to call 911 even when you have, like, zero reception. Does it always work? I don't think so, <laughs> considering how many people go get lost in the woods and die. So <laughs> Cartman is able to finally cook at the wieners that he was trying oh, yeah. to eat. From via Ned's Ned. Yeah, yeah, Ned's, yeah, Ned was cooking them up pretty good. Thank at that you, point. Ned. We appreciate yeah. that. We go to the mayor's office now, and Randy comes in, and I like the discussion between the mayor and her secretary before Randy is able to come into the office because she thinks he says some. She gets a gynecologist and a geologist confused. Right. And then she keeps putting herself down a bigger hole, and then the guy keeps just being patient and just correct it, <laughs> correcting her in a very polite manner and eventually right. eventually she fires him and he's like thank you very much mr mayor i'm glad that i was able to work with you <laughs> <laughs> very polite guy i thought it was a very good send up as well of how these clerks and aides have to act towards the politicians in charge right. yes you just kind of have to kiss their ass even though you know yes. that they're incompetent because you want to be the incompetent politician one day. But Randy comes in. You want to be the incompetent? Oh, because they, they, they do. Oh, yeah, the clerks do. Yeah, 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 they, yeah, they do. That's right. Randy shows them a graph, and it goes from normal to bad, and they're at totally screwed at this point, based on where the volcanic activity is. Then there's this frozen it's screen of them graph. learning the news about this, where the score again goes like, dun, 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 and, no, and yeah, nobody does sus- anything. Suspense, yes. But then Chef explains that there's some boys hunting in the woods. And this, I guess, is where you would think Randy knows it's Stan. You'd think, but I guess it's not his dad yet. Right, yeah. It's not officially his or dad Or he doesn't yet. even know they went. <laughs> or he doesn't know they went. I guess that's true, too. He could have been up all night doing the 
seismograph. Chef just says some of the school children are camping. It could be anybody. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Jimbo could have just told Sharon that he I'm wanted to the take kids. the boys camping. Yeah. But it, fe- it felt more like a planned thing because he yeah. took the Kenny and, and the rest of them. True, true. One thing that I, I think we're that we missed here is that throughout this whole thing, Kenny has been gaining Jimbo's favor by right. being Kenny because he's the the little... There's cr- not a nice way to say gross it. Gross kid, I guess, is the way to say it. He drinks the gasoline. He drinks the gas. Because yeah. Jimbo says that they should try the beer or the gin. Right. And they don't want it, but Kenny drinks the gasoline. Right. And then Kenny is willing to shoot shoot a ram or something. He shoots something. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And then so Ned gives him the, the gun that he gave Stan instead. Yeah. And he's kind of like, well, Kenny's more so the what I wanted to do today. So I'm just going to have Kenny by my side so Stan. Yeah. So Stan is getting more and more dejected that yes. his Uncle Jimbo likes Kenny more than he likes him. Right. This comes back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's why, that's why, because I, I forgot about it, because, yeah, I, got, I had to talk about it. This kind of does come here, because this is where they tell, Jimbo and Ned are telling a camp story about a fa- about Ned's fake ar- arm, or, or, right. or Ned, Ned, how Ned lost I'm his not, arm. Right. And they scare Cartman by, like, being like, nah, and, like, they put, like, a f- <laughs> fake arm or something, and they try to scare him. And right. this, it's like this a is a metal when... arm. It's probably something that he can attach or if he wants to use like yeah, a arm yeah, or not. Yeah, exactly. And this is where they the boys reject the gin because they say it tastes like Cartman's pee. Jimbo is happy because he tells Stan that this Kenny is really a dirty little bastard. Yes. <laughs> and derides Stan for not being. And this is where Stan is like, but I could be a dirty little bastard too. Yeah, poor Stan just wants the approval of his uncle i guess but <laughs> yeah because he doesn't know that jimbo's a redneck <laughs> like he doesn't understand that he probably shouldn't it's just his uncle looking up to him yeah it's just his uncle this is where cartman tells the story of Scu- scuzzlebutt scuttlebutt yes, that, is, that is right scuzzlebutt. scuzzlebutt rachel do you want to tell about what scuzzlebutt is i mean scuzzlebutt is pretty much the bigfoot of south park but <laughs> With some modifications. <laughs> With a bunch of modifications. Let's see. He loves the taste of blood. He takes pieces of his victims and adds them to his deformed body. So what was it? He has like a knife for a hand. No, 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 no not a knife. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold the on. The boys a... think it's going to be a knife. <laughs> a piece of celery. <laughs> so for his left hand, he has a piece of celery. And he also has, and I don't understand this one. But Patrick Duffy is his leg. <laughs> like, just you, completely the person Patrick Duffy. Do you know who Patrick Duffy is? I feel like we've talked about this already. Have we? Patrick Duffy is the dad from Step by Step, is what yeah. he would have been at the time. He was also in Dallas. And they used it because they were, like, trying to think of the most bland person. <laughs> and they were like, Patrick Duffy. Sitcom dad there. Yeah. So Patrick Duffy. Yeah, Very so bland. It, it's I would describe Scuzzlebutt as the Bigfoot what? of of South Park with a celery arm and a Patrick Duffy leg. And what does he like to do? I forgot about this. He weaves baskets and other assorted <laughs> crafts, apparently. <laughs> um, which you know, I I don't see the problem with this. <laughs> I like that you that you also said other assorted crafts because that's how I wrote it down. I wrote because I think that might be how Cartman says it. Yeah. <laughs> They so I, lo- I love the fact that he's a basket weaver. Yes, he is a basket weaver. 
Well, because what else are you going to do in the woods? Yeah, why you not? Something. You got to have a hobby. Yeah, hobby. Get crafty. He lives by himself. He's lonely. Craftiness is the best, the best hobby. They tell Cartman that this story sucks and he sucks at telling scary stories. <laughs> and Cartman devises a plan because he wants to make a scuttlebutt outfit to scare the rest of them. Right. To show them that scuttle, scuzzlebutt's real. Wants to scare them. Yeah. While he takes off, though, they decide to sing Kumbaya. And Ned does it on the speaker box. He's mm, And Jimbo cries. Yeah, and Jimbo starts crying. Which is kind of moving. It's kind of moving. <laughs> you were moved by this He part? calls it the cancer kazoo. Yeah, that makes sense. The old cancer kazoo. Yeah. I think Ned had a very lovely voice before he had his I wonder if he did. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that's why Jim was super moved by it. I was going to say, I think you find out that he did in one episode, but that could have been them telling the boys a story. Oh, maybe. So, so Ned has like this very like nice yes, voice he's got, like, in the flashback. Yeah, but I don't remember if it's real or if it's them telling the story to, to right. the kids. I don't know. But yeah, I think I think that might be why Jimbo's so moved by it. <laughs> I I, I'm, I think I, I really do because if they were in the war together and he knows what his voice sounded like, and so he's like, "You have to sing." That's a very nice. Thought. It's a sweet thought, which is weird, but yeah, I, 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 you know what? I'm going to give him some more depth okay. and dimension. I'm going right. to say that's what it is. I'll allow it. I don't know if I don't know if it's there, but you know, it's probably not true at all. I I like the interpretation. Jimbo just likes the song. I like the interpretation. So the next morning, Kyle wakes up Stan, saying that Cartman's gone. Stan asks where Ned and Jimbo are, and they went fishing with Kenny. And yep. Stan's upset, because which is they... weird. Why do they only take Kenny? I bet it was something where it was like, oh, let the rest of the boys sleep. We'll get a fishing trip in early. And Kenny oh, yeah. was either up or they thought, oh, I bet, you know, see if Kenny wants to go because he likes the hunting. Maybe he'll sure. like the fishing and the other boys didn't really like the hunting. Sure. So I don't know Which if it is, was yeah. totally malicious necessarily. Sure. I don't think, I really don't think that Jimbo is I don't think he realizes. thinking he's, no. he's making Stan upset. No, he's just enjoying bonding with somebody but i do think that he is disappointed that stan doesn't like absolutely yeah which is another lesson to be had out there for for those of you that are either parents or uncles or aunts your child does not have to like the same things you like no you can expose them to it you can show them like yeah i like this thing like hey do you want to see what i like to do but if they don't like it then that's the end of it you don't have to they don't have to follow in your footsteps the problem comes when you force things Mm -hmm. you can't force things they might like it but they might end up liking it later in life but But at that point if they don't like it they don't like it jimbo's not forcing stan He's all, he's bullying him or a but I don't think bit. he realizes it. Like it's a different way than forcing him. It's it's making him feel less loved. Right. By because of it. You right. know? It's it's yes. a it's a different it's a different way of making him feel bad about it. Oh, you're not good at this. Oh, you don't like this. Well, then I'm yeah. not going to love you as much as I love this other person who is good at it and yeah. who does like it. Yeah. So well, that's not fair. Yeah. Take that lesson from Shelf Life and Volcano. Shelf Life Lessons. Yes. Shelf Life Lessons. Shelf Life Lessons? <laughs> exactly! <laughs> we just keep coming up with gold! We go to them fishing, and they are using grenades to blow up the fish. <laughs> yep. 
the um the best way to get fish. I don't think even if you do blow them up with a like they're you can't eat them, right? I don't think so. Like even if it were legal, I don't think you can eat them after that. I don't don't think you should. (laughs) And then they use a missile. They're like, ah, well, we might as well take out the whole pond at this point. And they and they use a missile. And they really do. And then it smells. And I assume Kenny says something pretty vulgar because Ned says it smells like dead fish, and Kenny says something. And yeah, Jimbo I would says... assume it's something about a certain body part <laughs> yeah, that yeah. tends to have a fishy smell. Yep. And then Jimbo says that he's the coolest kid he knows. <laughs> and he makes him his honorary nephew. Right. Which, I don't know, maybe that's a nice feeling for Kenny. Could be. I mean, Kenny's parents are around. Right. Kyle had told them while they were fishing that Cartman had left, and they were like, wait, which one? The fat boy? So they, they decide they have to go find him. Right. In the meantime, there's a press conference happening. I love this a little bit because the news guy's like, there's terrible peril coming to South Park, and these people only have so many so much to live. And it cuts to the people of South Park, and they realize they're on TV, so they're all like, well, hello, we're on TV! Right. <laughs> yes. Instead of seeing, being, like, upset or anything, they're just more excited about the camera. Yeah. It's, it seems about right. And the mayor doesn't realize it's live because she keeps trying to do a take Different of being takes. concerned. And she's like, wait, 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 let me try that again. <laughs> and I love that the new, the reporter doesn't correct her or say, like, no. we're live. He just lets her do it. He's, like, confused by that. Like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but they have to come up with a plan because... They know the kids and Jimbo and Ned are on the mountain. So they send a rescue squad to the mountain. And at the same time, they decide they have to plan for how to save the town because the volcano is coming. Right. Then we go back to the hunting party and they observe that there's not a lot of animals out, which makes sense because the animals all are getting the hell away from the mountain because they realize what's about to happen. And they take out a ram. This is where Kenny shoots the ram. I've got it in my notes. And Cartman shows up as Scuzzlebutt. From a distance, they can't tell it's him. Which is really stupid because it's just Cartman with like a piece oh, yeah. of celery. He's got like a burlap bag over his face. <laughs> I figured it was his sleeping bag. Oh, you think that's what it is? That, that he cut holes sense. in his sleeping bag? Which would make sense why he, he can't take it off right away either. Because he's it's probably like... stuck in it. Right. Because otherwise it makes no sense that he can't take it off. Because... She could, she could just take, you know, right, pull it like off just, of just take it off. Like, what are you doing? But they decide, well, there's the real Scuzzlebutt, and they decide to kill him. And Shoot, they take and out questions later. Yeah, exactly. And they take out the this giant thing is on Jimbo's like shoulder. Rocket launcher. On it's his... very cartoony. Yeah. Cartman dives out of the way. I do love the effects on the explosion. It's so like stop motion. You know, like oh, just yeah. like a cutout of an explosion is all you right. kind of see. It's pretty good. But they start chasing him down. And Randy makes a plan in the meantime to yes. make a trench. And it will divert the lava Great idea. around South Park. Which of course would work, right? Of course it would, yeah. You know, you just dig a hole and the lava goes directly into that hole instead of just going everywhere. <laughs> it doesn't burst from the top either. There wouldn't just be like ash and debris and (laughs) any of that it's just 
gonna pour slowly out it's totally fine and they they said that it seemed stupid enough that they were saying because of the movies that came out that summer with volcano and dante speak they were like well it would seemed dumb enough to fit into those movies so just build a trench and that will just take care of the problem if we can force the volcano to divert the path of the (laughs) lava (laughs) a note on this too randy is based on trey's dad who was a geologist in colorado worked for the colorado geological survey or whatever it's called oh neat okay he's not like the randy of today i think the randy of today is (laughs) cartoonish and probably more trey but the randy of then was supposed to be more laid back and nothing like kind of got to him just kind of kind of laid back dopey dad yeah and that's why he takes the sip of coffee and is like i think i've got a plan here mr mayor if we just right which is like kind of a fun character and it's so so weird now to put it's them so different side by than side randy now it's yeah. so weird yeah because randy now would have been freaking out and would have been like stan stan we have to get out of here stan the volcano right. is coming yeah yeah <laughs> yes i love that while they're in the middle of chasing down cartman a bald eagle yes. comes into jimbo's purview and he just says bird mid-sentence <laughs> and shoots at the bird i'll bet that sucker's headed for a higher elevation the higher up it bird the higher up it goes, the better it can breathe. Cartman can't get out of the costume, and Stan says he will kill Scuzzlebutt to earn Jimbo's pride. That's right. In the meantime, the town is getting a training session about what to do in the act of a volcano, which we played for you earlier. And it's simply to duck and cover. So... It's just it's just like the nuclear videos yes it's it's the it's the duck and cover for the nuclear blast but this is for a volcano instead yes i think it's still pretty infamous those videos right the duck and covers yeah i would think so i think you can find them on youtube it was so for those of you that do not know or for those of you that are not in the u.s although i have no idea what kind of oh do you think preparedness yeah the rest of the world was doing during the cold war i assume the whole world had to because you picked a side back then wasn't it kind of the well we're gonna tell you to duck and cover to make you feel better but i think it was more that it was supposed to be gonna help i think it was supposed to be more that for just morale no no no. i think it was more the range for if it caused shrapnel Oh, yeah. Okay. I think that's more for what it was for. If you were in the area where stuff was going to blow down around okay. you, like like a tornado or, yeah, or something. Yeah, because it would be like the school kids. You go under your desk, duck and cover. Yeah. People make fun of it now because if it was an actual nuclear blast, that wasn't going to do it's anything. It's not going to do anything. But I think, I think and, and people make fun of it for the idea of like, oh, yeah, we thought that that was going to work. I don't think that people back then thought it was going to work if you were I too really... close. I really... I really think it was, some of it might have been the, well, it'll be fine, just duck and cover, you know, cover your neck, like they do with tornadoes, you cover the back of your neck, you you get down, and you just make sure nothing hits you. They're not going to tell you about the radiation poisoning you're going to get, but let's just tell you about that part of it first. And if you're too close, you're going to just get, bl- bl- like, burned up from everything. It's It's crazy to think that, like, I mean, what would you do? Honestly. Well, if that how actually far, how happened, far away am what I? would you do? Except you have to get as low and as deep into the ground as you can, and you're going to stay there for two days before you can leave. Yes. 
That's right. At least. Is this another? Is this another? Which is uh, actually true. That no, it is. It is. You can get. You can leave it. Yeah, you can leave. You don't have to be in the shelter forever. But you'd have to get no. Very, but you have to stay down. there as, and you have to stay there for a certain amount of time. And I think it's two days, or yeah. longer. Which is why it's before probably before you can come back up to find prob- help and and get away as fast as you can. It's probably easier to be just in the before, like the flash point <laughs> where you wouldn't even feel it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> but. Yeah, so this is this is no, I think tornadoes, it, nuclear I, blasts, I, I do think volcanoes, though that it was supposed all the to same, be, duck and cover. It was supposed <laughs> to be more like if you couldn't evacuate the area, you were just supposed to do whatever protect you could. Protect yourself. Just yeah. protect yourself and hope for the best. As a countermeasure to the lethal effects of nuclear explosions, oh, duck and cover is effective in both the event of a surprise nuclear attack and during a nuclear attack of which the public has received some warning, which would likely be about a few minutes. It's if you're outside the radius of a fireball, but still within sufficient range that standing upright and uncovered is likely to cause serious injury. So anyway, they show the South Park citizens what to do in this event. And when it's over, I love that Chef is like, are we supposed to really believe that pig crap? And Barbara shuts him down, does not want to hear that. It's not going to work. Back on the mountain, Stan has Cartman in his sights, but he just can't do it. He doesn't want to kill anything. Right. And Jimbo calls him a pansy, and Cartman finally gets the sheet over his head and reveals himself, or the sleeping bag or whatever it is, and reveals himself. Yep. But Cartman has gotten higher and higher onto the mountain at this point because he's trying to run away, and that was the direction he was headed. Yeah, exactly. At this point, the volcano goes off and starts throwing lava balls at them. Sure. And they're close enough to the top that one ends up... So it falls in front of Kenny, I think, is what happens. Right. I think it, it looks like it smashes him from the, their perspective, but it just falls in front of him. And then... So they're, they're about to do the, oh my god, and then, oh, no, he's okay. But Kenny's too close to the, to the lava ball. And I think this would actually happen to you if you were this close to an active from the heat yeah it, it sets him on fire it does and then it rolls on <laughs> and then it just rolls on top <laughs> but he's okay too he doesn't actually die we find out later that he's actually okay right i can't remember how he got out of that but he's okay Probably so the lava it. the lava is coming right for them jimbo says but that as they come down they end up on the wrong side of the trench that was built so yep. now they're stuck on the side where there could be some lava outflow and they don't know what to do. They're screwed. And Jimbo apologizes to the boys that he's led them to their death. But as they're contemplating their own death, the real Scuzzlebutt shows up. Yes. As in, this is Scuzzlebutt. <laughs> and he celery looks, arm. Well, he's got his, his celery arm, Patrick Duffy's on his leg. Yep. And he looks like Rachel described, a Bigfoot. Yeah. He's got more of like a uh, like a, like a Wolverine head, though. Yeah, he does have like a Wolverine head. You're right, and That's not Logan, but like it. a real Wolverine, right? <laughs> the animal, the actual animal. Yeah, yeah. The animal. <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Ned goes to shoot Scuzzlebutt, but he's out of ammo, and they aren't sure what Scuzzlebutt is going to do. 
And I love that Garrison and Chef both know about Scuzzlebutt. They're like, oh yeah, that's Scuzzlebutt. Yes. He makes uh, weaves baskets in the woods. Which is probably where, maybe this is where Cartman heard it. It's possible. It was, I, it was from Mr. Garrison. I could Chef. see Mr. Garrison going off about Scuzzlebutt one day in the classroom oh, and yeah. none of them paying attention, but it just sinked into Cartman. But Cartman's Cartman. like, it's like li- actually listening, like, huh, this is interesting. <laughs> so, Barb Brady's like, okay, people, nothing to see here. Which I can't remember if he did that in Cartman Gets an Anal Pro, but that might be his first time doing that. That's his recurring bit. Oh, yeah. And Scuzzlebutt breaks a tree down, weaves them a basket, and uses a tree stump or log. It's either the trunk or it's the branch. Yeah, I, yeah. it's probably the trunk because he had to use it to carry bigger. all of them over. Yeah, he uses the trunk to carry them over and take them across the trench. And the canyon plan worked because the lava just destroys Denver instead of South yeah, Park. which is fine. No big, no big deal. Yeah, nobody cares about Denver. The Broncos, nobody cares about the Broncos. <laughs> This is where we find out that Kenny's actually okay, and Chef sings a song about hot lava, which is an actual song that he, Isaac Hayes, recorded an actual full-length song oh, that's for this great. of hot lava. I don't, I want to know who writes them. I would assume Trey is writing these songs, and then Isaac Hayes is interpreting them, but I'd like, like how to, to sing it. Like, yeah. he's like, here, I have the lyrics, can you sing yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. I would assume. I don't know if I've ever heard about how they he come probably, up with. He probably understands how Isaac Hayes sings too, though. That's true. So they're doing they're doing like a parody the of that. He's doing it for him, yeah. so yeah. he knows. And Scuzzlebutt offers the mayor flowers because the mayor is saying that he's obviously a misunderstood creature. He's not a bloodthirsty monster. He's right. just a just a creature that lives in the woods and weaves baskets. Yeah, no big deal. But before they can truly thank Scuzzlebutt. <laughs> Dan shoots him in the head. Oh my god. And kills it's him. And so he's like, awful. I finally did it. I got one. I did it. And he's like, it wasn't even that hard. And Jimbo tells him that he shouldn't shoot things because something he this is Jimbo's this is what Jimbo learned. Jimbo learned something today. Right. Jimbo learned some something. Some things you should kill and some things you shouldn't. Kyle and Stan are like, dude, make up your mind. What is it? Like right. they don't understand. Ned understands that the problem of hunting and he'll never pick up a gun again and he drops the gun (laughs) i'd love to know oh yeah it goes off and it kills kills kenny yeah go ahead i would love to know though does he ever pick up a gun again i guarantee you in the next episode he probably has Uh... i'm like i'm like curious because maybe jimbo does but maybe he doesn't maybe he doesn't touch guns anymore i I kind of feel like i need to know yeah, we'll find out. Because, I mean, Jimbo and Ned kind of go away. They're not used a lot anymore. Oh, yeah, sure. We'll find out in the rest of this season, because they're in a lot of it, if uh, they ever have guns again. I don't know if they ever go hunting again. So yeah. maybe not, but we'll see. But the boys do not understand the message at all. They're like, it's too confusing. They don't like hunting anyway. So they decide they're not going to go hunting anymore, and they're going to go watch cartoons again. Because as Cartman says, Rachel... Cartoons kick ass. Cartoons kick ass. <laughs> Cartoons kick ass. I can't do a Cartman voice. I can Cart- do the high pitched whiny Cartman voice. Cartman. I can't do Cartman either, but I can't do, <laughs> there's a kid at school that kind of talks like Cartman, so I can't do him. <laughs> well, because at this point, Cartman talks a little more. Like okay. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got yeah, a little like, more than. Yeah. Make your tongue as big as your mouth, and then it's you not, can it's talk not, like it's Cartman. Not until, it's not until like the third or fourth season where he gets the like, hey, Cartman. But at this right. point, it's a little more like this. And that's the end of the episode. 
So, Rachel, what did you learn today from Volcano? <sighs> that not all monsters are actually monsters, and they may just want a friend, and now they're dead, so you never know if there's actually... <laughs> you think he has a family out there in the It's woods? possible, yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if Scuzzlebutt had a family and now he's dead. Maybe they could do a sequel to Scuzzlebutt. <sighs> the Scuzzlebutt family. Like the Jack Officers were out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, those are weird. Maybe they could find more Scuzzlebutts. What did you think of the episode? I I liked this one. I don't know why. There's just something about the tone of this one that's a little bit yeah. more fun. Yeah. A lot of crazy things happen in mm-hmm. it as well. So it's it's kind of interesting. Especially yeah. with like, a, you get more characters and stuff too. Yeah, I remember this one being fun, like in my nostalgia brain, and then going back and watching it, it it, it held up for me. It, sure. It, happily surprised at this one holding up because it, I think it's a, a highlight of the young show. It's got a lot of good jokes. It's got good one-liners. It's a lot of absurd crap in it. There's good satire in it. Mm-hmm. Good commentary. It makes for the first like pure, purely funny episode for me. I think so. I like I like that 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 makes sense. Uh, Did you learn anything from this one? I didn't get to ask you. <laughs> I learned proper volcano safety. I, I like that. Yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. A, make sure duck and cover. Yeah, it's, it's simple. It's simple. It just I think goes straight it, over you. Yours was definitely more philosophical. Thank you. But um, in a very literal <laughs> sense, folks, I want to know what you what you learned from each time we do a South Park episode. Not necessarily the shortcuts, but just the general longer cuts of, of the South Park episodes. What did you learn? Let us know. What what makes you a better person? How are you going to step away from our episodes <laughs> of Shelf Life as a better people? One thing to note about this uh, episode, it was nominated for an Environmental Media Award. Really? Which makes sense because it well, is... Because they're, they're saying they're going against It's satirizing big game hunting and, and hunting yeah. endangered animals and using the wrong type of inhumane ways to hunt animals as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So I totally get that. It lost to The Simpsons. <gasps> Which episode? The Old Man and the Lisa. When Lisa is trying to get Mr. Burns to do things, to be more green. Uh, and okay. then they have the little Lisa slurry. Right. That stuff. Yeah. Yes. Which goes back to us talking about the dolphins getting caught in the net, actually. <laughs> all spins around so anyway that is volcano i it's a good episode when we come back the first important episode of south park okay quote unquote interesting when we come back it is big gay al's big gay boat ride Hello, everyone, and welcome aboard the big gay boat ride on this adventure we'll be seeing the world of gayness throughout time you see Gayness has existed since the beginning of time. From the Egyptian pharaohs to the shoguns of Japan. Uh Uh-oh, look out, it's the oppressors. Christians and Republicans and Nazis, oh my. Oh, oh gosh, that was close. Okay, let's steer our big gay boat out of here and into a place where gays are allowed to live freely. We're all gay and it's okay Cause gay means happy and happy means gay We're not sad anymore cause we're out the closet door It's okay and to be gay And we're back with another episode of South Park Season 1 Episode number 4 It aired on 
September 3rd, 1997, and it is called Big Gale's Big Gay Boat Ride. Rachel, you want to explain to the people what happens in this episode of South Park? It's mainly about how being gay is okay. And it actually talks about... I guess in a in a an obvious form it is about gay animals being taken to well finding Big Gal out in like the woods and he has like a sanctuary for them. <laughs> See, I disagree. I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know how to explain I this disagree. One, I believe it's a story about the homecoming football game between South Park and Middle Park and Stan having to <laughs> cover the spread. But I guess we oh, just watched it yes. two different ways. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know why it's called Big Gay. Like, was there a gay person? In it? I didn't see that at all. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't see gay. Everybody's Rachel. the same. Oh, don't start. <laughs> That's not the right way to see. It. <laughs> you know how like people say they don't see color. I know, and that's, like, wrong. <laughs> I've never really known what that means either, but okay. Well, that's it's, that's why it's stupid. I don't see color. Uh-huh. The fireside chat that you get on the DVD, nothing really there. They said that, I can't remember if it was Trey or Matt, one of them says that America has a preoccupation with gayness, but they never explored animal homosexuality, so they decided to do it in this episode. And the interviewer asked if they are gay, and they say, well, I guess we're all a little gay. And then they ask why Kenny has to die all the time. And they say, because he's poor. Which makes sense. Sure, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's why. There it is. This, this is we know. considered probably one of the most famous episodes from season one of South Park. I think this is one of those episodes that put it on the map. And okay. I think it's one of those episodes that showed that they could have something to say that could be more than just their humor of killing off Kenny and having little kids say swear words. And, and at least right. I think that's I think that's the idea anyway. The strange part about it is you watch it today, and although that there are definitely still areas, at least in the United States, that you could say this is still outrageous and extreme. But it's so quaint and almost stereotypical of it's it's definitely not like saying like, oh, my God, there's gay things on screen. Right. But I guess in 1997, that was kind of the idea that it was still like in your face. outrageous. I think it is. I think it is. Because a lot of a lot of shows and everything would shy away from gayness or make fun of it more so. And they wouldn't even, they, none of the main characters, nowadays there's some, there's some, but back then it was Sometimes no it main can characters can top. be gay. I mean, it just depends on how, it depends on right. everything and how everything is portrayed. Right, exactly. Or it's portrayed in very negative light. Sure. You look at it now and you look at what, the reaction that this show had and you, I know that it stays in people's minds from season one just because of what it is or the reaction that people had. This was one of those episodes that was controversial because of this content, or it was something that people hadn't seen on TV a lot. I will get to Big Gale. He is a big gay stereotype. Oh yeah, but he's fantastic. I love him. <laughs> and and it's a and it's the way that South Park is going to do everything. They're not gonna just. I mean, they they. They're not. It's not subtle. Nothing no. they do is subtle. It's the extreme version of that person. And they're trying to, idea. yeah, they're trying to be uh, entertaining and joking and saying 
different things they're clearly trying to say why does anybody give a shit this is normal it's it's something that men and animal have done forever it's true cares yes and why does it matter to you you see this in some of the reviews for this episode where they say this is the first time that you saw that this episode could be or this television show could be sweet and funny and over the top and and gross and I think that's all why... at the same time. <laughs> yeah, all at the same time. The Colorado for Family Values group, which is a Christian group with they oh boy. lobby against homosexuality, used this episode to try to censor the movie from being distributed in Colorado because they warned that the episode taught children quote tolerance and acceptance of homosexuality. Through the perverse idea that Stan's dog is a homosexual dog. Yes, because, you know, let's preach tolerance and understanding. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly what we want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem. Well, I'm not going to get into it because it gets too I don't too know if we should get into yeah, it, but... <laughs> but that that is the problem with people. There are certain people that, that should shut the fuck up. I agree. I agree. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the the other famous part about this episode before we get into it is that Sparky the dog, Stan's dog, which I don't know if he ever actually comes back or not. <laughs> he doesn't come back a lot. I don't think he does. I don't know if we ever... Or maybe he's just like in the corner maybe Yeah, sometimes, we don't see Sparky but... a lot. He's not a Santa's little helper. He's there for most of the, ep- or the series. When they need a dog. You know, maybe he just goes and hangs out at the big gay sanctuary sometimes. I don't know. Right. Sparky is played by George Clooney. So if you... Wait, you're kidding. Yeah. He's George... It's, it's in the credits. George Clooney as Sparky the dog. And I did not realize that the, Sparky was played by a human. Yeah, the joke of it, of course, is that they got... This would have been right after Clooney played Batman. So he's a big-time movie star now. He was the big, big TV star at the time. Sure. They got this guy to just play a gay dog. And not not have any lines or anything. He's no. just going... <laughs> and <laughs> that's all he's doing. I did not know they did that. I love yeah. it. That's... It's like how What's-His-Face plays Groot and, and those kinds of characters. Yeah. I love that. And Comedy Central was a little bit worried because they got George Clooney to do this, but they were advertising that he was playing a dog. So they thought, like, oh, man, like, that's stupid. But I I think, I mean, it's it's still dumb. It's such a dumb thing that that's the joke, oh, that yeah. he's just playing a dog. But I get why... The idea of we're being counterculture, we're fuck you celebrities culture, we're gonna make one of your biggest stars or your biggest emerging stars at the time into a dog play a dog, and he's not gonna (laughs) he doesn't have any lines he's not a talking dog not a talking dog dog. no 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 and if you remember from our first part of of the history of South Park George Clooney was instrumental in getting Spirit of Christmas to go viral because he spread it to a lot of people in Hollywood when he got a hold of it. And it, that's right. how it, it started becoming viral. So they kind of thank George Clooney. They make fun of George Clooney later in the series. Don't worry about that. They do. You know, I think this is their kind, their way of thanking him a bit for it. Sure. Okay, so let's get right into it. Let's get through the walkthrough of Big Ale's Big A Boat Ride. It starts with the boys waiting to get to football practice. They're waiting for the bus to get to school to go to football practice. And Sparky, 
Stan's new dog, they, they say that he's relatively, they got a new dog recently. He shows up. I would say he's, I cannot remember what he's a mix of, but it's like a big dog. It's supposed to be a big dog. Some sort of like terrier mix. Yeah. I, because that face, it looks like, <laughs> like some sort of, oh, I'm trying to think of the, the exact breed that I'm thinking of. I thought Stan says what he's a mix of, but I cannot remember. Does he say? I thought he does when he tells him that he's like the toughest dog. No, I think dog. it's like a joke. It's not like, well, he doesn't say like actual breeds though. Oh, he doesn't? No. Okay. <laughs> I think he's, oh, part Doberman and part wolf is what, <laughs> yeah, is what uh, Stan which says. Is definitely... He does not look like a Doberman at all. Nor does he look like a wolf. He looks like a pit or some kind of mastiff looking dog. Yeah, he's got, like, a small snout, which makes me think, like, some type of, like, a bull terrier, maybe? Or Boston terrier type of breed? Yeah, they say it's according to Stan, but it, it's definitely not, that he's definitely not that. I think, I think Stan is just saying that because he wants a tough dog. Yeah, the toughest dog. Yeah, he's he wants the toughest dog. He's a wolf and a Doberman, yeah. and it's like, yeah, okay. So he's coming up with, like, the two, <laughs> the two things that he think are, thinks are really tough, that he knows are canines. A wolf and a Doberman. right. Cartman's like, there's no way he's the toughest dog because nobody's tougher than Sylvester in South Park. And they point to this mutt, <laughs> this stupid looking stray. stray mutt, and he's the toughest dog in South Park. So Cartman calls over Sylvester. I do love Who that. He looks like, uh, like a coyote that's gone like rabbit. Yeah, he's like... a feral animal for sure. <laughs> I, I love that in South Park too, they all named this dog Sylvester. The town had just has right. this stray it's, named this Sylvester. Sylvester. And you can just call him over and he comes. Right. I know that there's places around the world where there are a lot of stray dogs and they kind of become like the city mascots and stuff. Sure. A lot of stray cats, yeah. stray dogs, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess that's kind of what this is. And Cartman calls him over because they want the dogs to fight so that Stan's dog you know, can prove that he's the toughest or whatever. And Sparky doesn't kick his ass, but he's definitely doing something to his ass. That's the that is correct. <laughs> conclusion that they, the boys come to. I remember as a kid not knowing what that Quite meant. Quite understanding the amount that happened. No. Yeah. I know that it was something funny, but I don't think I knew. Like, I can remember, vaguely remember, like, a, a family gatherings. Older, like, te like, teenage cousins or something, like, putting this on TV to get, like, dad to laugh at it. Sure. Like, I don't... Because there's I, always the joke about dogs humping legs. Yeah. So that's probably a part of it, at least. Now, I will say this. Because Stan has to learn that Sparky being gay is okay. But Sparky is not acting in consent with Sylvester. I mean, a kind of maybe. I, Sylvester turned around. Maybe Sylvester liked it and wanted I don't, it. We don't know. Sylvester is yipping and yapping after this. I don't know if he expected that. Well, I guess it's, uh, yeah, maybe. Stan, maybe it Sparky's was way, a bit problematic. Way of showing dominance. It's a little problematic. Oof, okay. <laughs> I, I hope not. I wanted Sparky to be a good dog. <laughs> well, it's it's dogs. You know, they, they just do that sort of thing on the street. That's how they act. Sparky just thought that he was fulfilling his end of the duty, not realizing that the other dog was not necessarily into it. The boys are in shock, and Cartman says that Sparky is clearly gay, and this is the first instance of Stan having to deny and not really accept that Sparky is gay. Right. At practice, Chef tells the boys that the homecoming game against Middle Park 
and the boys are like what is homecoming like because he's trying to be like i know it's a big deal for you kids and they're like what what does that even mean they have no concept of it we just play a game (laughs) and he tells the boys but them playing football like they're playing actual football it's not even flag football is it because they don't have flags around their waists or anything okay this is 1997 you get a concussion, who fucking cares? Gives a shit. I guess. Get your ass back I out guess. there. So kids didn't have to play. But they're like under 10. It doesn't matter. You gotta start, they have to start learning the techniques, Rachel. How else are they gonna learn how to run a zone blocking oh. scheme? <laughs> how do you think Billy Bob became as good as he did in oh, Varsity no. Blues? He needed to learn how to block as a little kid. That Cartman would have been a fantastic offensive line you know, that i think by now i think all i remember though is that football is like making love to a, a woman so. that's right you don't always so, score that's all i need to remember you don't always <laughs> score but when you do it's worth it that's what <laughs> words to oh live by God. friends words to live <laughs> by and then poor pip doesn't have a helmet and unfortunately that's just the way it is that pip like chef is so annoyed with pip too <laughs> Like, so annoyed with Pip. Like, oh my god, no, I'm not getting you a stupid helmet. Go away. I don't remember a lot about Pip from this season, and we'll learn Poor more as Pip. we go through it. I can't remember if everyone is annoyed with Pip, because he's just this annoying little British kid that's the foreign exchange student. I guess, maybe. But Chef truly does not want Pip to... No, he does not like Pip. <laughs> he's like, don't even talk to me, Pip, go away. <laughs> the hut hut joke here. I love this joke as a gigantic football fan, and it's just funny how long it goes, because Stan is behind center, and he won't hike the ball. He just kept saying, hut, 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 <laughs> and eventually Shevin's like, just hike the damn ball! Uh, I, it's great. I thought it's great. It was really good. It does feel that way all the time, though, too. That just feels realistic to me. <laughs> you, you think that quarterbacks are taking too long to hike? <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> Well, they gotta read. They, used to. they gotta read the defenses. True. Can't, you can't just get up there and hike without not reading the defense. The good quarterbacks. I feel like they. I feel like they do it though too to take them off guard so they don't know when he's gonna hike. Well, yeah. So they kind of hut and then hike at some random time. Right. That's also that's also part of the gimmick too. Hike on three oh, or whatever. You actually don't say hike in the NFL. I don't know if college kids. College football set. You go hot, hot. Folks, let me know. And then that's it. Yeah, you just go hot, hot. And you, and it's usually you, usually three huts would be the default longest. So it's it's one, two, or three. We're gonna hut, you know, hike on one, hike on two. But then okay. if you throw in there like a like a hot route or an audible or something like that, or your ID something on the defense, then you can restart your cadence of hot, hut again. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's when they all move in. in... To different that's positions right and all see we're that. teaching you not only about tolerance of homosexuality <laughs> here on big gales big air boat ride episode we're also teaching you the intricacies of pre-snap audibles in the game of football <laughs> for our international listeners that might not have known what the hell was oh going yeah on. i'm sorry yeah like not soccer not <laughs> actual playing no real football. Foot, football american this is football. this is american red white football. and blue Hot dogs and hamburger fucking football. Pig skin. That's right. Pig skin. You goddamn right. (laughs) 
Pip immediately also after the hike happens gets headbutted and he starts yes, <laughs> starts bleeding. bleeding. I thought that was great too. I started laughing. So Jimbo and Ned come along and they're asking how, what they what do you they think the chances are of the cows because they're the South Park cows. Chef's like oh, I don't know what's the spread. They first are asking about homecoming because Chef's like you come to the homecoming for the elementary school game and Jimbo goes. Well, most of us all only made it through elementary school. It's a small town, right? Well, they need something small, to go see. <laughs> in, small, white bread, mountain town. Close-knit. They are 70-point underdogs. <laughs> so, he, the chef's like, I don't know if they're going to cover the spread. Which, again, for listeners that don't know football or international listeners, 70 points is an impossible feat very 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 rarely in the history of football does anybody ever hit 70 points so <laughs> it's a ridiculous spread and jimbo and ned are going to the bookies to gamble on it of course sparky shows up at football practice so stan is happy because he thinks this shows that his dog is really smart because he was able to follow him to football practice and i guess it does like he tracked stan's scent all the way to the school that's what it means right right and Clyde is like, oh, big deal. My dog follows me all the time. And Stan tries to reiterate that Sparky is still smarter because Clyde is implying that the dog just follows him as he walks. And Stan's like, no, he had to like right. track me. Right. I was on the school bus. Like, we didn't actually walk together or any of that. <laughs> There's an underlying theme here. And I don't know if this is intentional by Trey and Matt. It's, again, one of these things that is it's a parent-child relationship or a sibling relationship or whatever where Stan is trying desperately to make it so that his dog is better than the other dogs. I think that's just a kid thing, though, too. Where, like, you, you have to have the best. be the best. Yeah, but... Yes. Uh, but I, and I can agree with that. I think that the lesson could be to accept your loved one for who they are. Yes. I don't know if that's intentional. Oh, yeah. I just think that there's, that's underlying in here, not just with, with Sparky being gay, but also... Stan trying to say, like, no, he's the toughest, he's the smartest. He right. He's trying to so desperately to have that be a thing where it's like, do, do you love the dog? Well, he could, still, he could still be the toughest and the smartest. Yeah, no, he could. But also be but, gay. And I think that's also part of it, too, where right. even being the smartest or toughest dog, because maybe the Sparky could have known that Sylvester was tougher than him, and he was like, I'm just going to hump him. And he's going to walk away from this because he doesn't... Okay. Immediately, Sparky sees this other dog, and he... I wrote down that he kind of rapes him, but he he humps him. You really want to say he's a bad dog. I'm not I'm saying not he's, saying a, bad he's a bad dogs dog. Dogs just hump other dogs sometimes. You have to get them to not do that. That's true. Well, they hump everything. Some some dogs do hump everything, yeah. especially if they're like not fixed or any of that. Yeah. So. Yeah, you do. He does have to be trained not to hump things. Right. <laughs> the, he's just a prepubescent boy. He humps everything. <laughs> the yips are funny, and and seeing Clyde's dog kind of like with the tail tucked between his legs and yipping like because he doesn't know what happened to him is is kind of funny. Cartman says to Clyde because Clyde's like, "What is he doing to him?" And Cartman goes, "You see, Stan here forgot to mention that his dog is a gay homosexual." I like that he says <laughs> gay homosexual. Well, like Cartman doesn't seem to be saying any of it in like a negative way either he's just like your dog's gay yeah well i, he's not I going think like your dog's totally gay i think he's a, like, i think he's, he's kind of saying it's bad but i think he's more just re he's saying it 
to get understand Stan. It's like a matter of fact. Yeah. yeah he's he realizes like, no, that he can it. antagonize <laughs> Stan by saying it. So I think that's why sure. he's doing it. I guess that's true. But then these two bullies come Oh, by. I love these kids. They should bring these guys back. <laughs> <laughs> Where they're like, oh, it's Stupid a, bully kids. It's a gay dog. <laughs> like a dog's yes. totally gay. <laughs> what is that? I like it's it. Because so it's just, the, they're these just dumb mouth breathers that are just... Stupid well we lived in a time i don't know but maybe by the time that you were in high school racial was different kids would use the term gay to mean lame yeah and i think there was it was always used as lame yeah but it was kind of like a maybe we shouldn't there was see i don't remember if there was a pejorative against if it had anything to do with homosexuality yeah right i just don't remember I think it always did mean lame when you were talking. There's an episode of South Park about that way further down the line that I think talks about that too. Sure. So it's just, and, an ep- it's, and there's it's a, a bit things. by Michael Scott about that too, I think, which we'll get <laughs> to. Tie it all together. Yeah. So in the classroom, Cartman gives a, I was going to say a speech, but he's supposed to be giving a, a report about Asian culture in some way, but he's yes. doing it about a television show of some kind. So he gets a D minus. And then Garrison tells Stan it's his turn to report. And Stan admits that he's not prepared to do it. And Mr. Garrison goes, well, just make it up like Eric did. Who cares? (laughs) So the subtle joke about this is Stan doesn't really know what to say. So he just goes, Asian culture has been bad for us for a long time and it needs to be stopped. Something up to that nature. And Garrison stops him and goes, okay, great, Stan, A-. minus." And they do the bit of, because Stan is the star quarterback, we need to treat athletes better because they're better people. Because they're athletes oh, and they're stars. so stupid. Such a dumb, dumb thing. I disagree, Rachel. I think that it's something that absolutely needs to happen. We should treat athletes better because they clearly are better people. Is this a bit? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Clearly, it's a bit. No, I know. I know. No, I, know. I, no, I agree. We do have to say that because people on the internet are stupid and they can't tell that we're... And they might think you're really That we're doing bits. And these are um, not a disclaimer. None of our opinions are our own. This We're doing bits. We're entertaining. We're trying to... At least we're trying to. Yeah, we're trying to be entertaining. I don't know if it's actually working. <laughs> Someone's entertained. Be entertained, damn it. Um, God damn it! <laughs> So uh, after class, yeah, but I did, I did, now that I did see in school, the athletes where they would treat better? the athletes better. Mom yes. told us that one story about seeing the athletes got treated better, but I, I'm assuming I did too. I just never paid attention. In high school, yes, and also in college. In college too, they treated them differently. You went to a smaller school though. Did they really have? And a... they liked the baseball team is the one that they loved them. Hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> Did they get away with stuff? In class. Uh, yeah. Huh. And out of class. Well, I f- assume out of class. Like, we know that that's a problem at universities across the country, <laughs> but I meant yes. more like in class, like they're getting A-minuses for... Well, honestly, I don't think they really took a lot of classes I took. That's that's what I was saying. So... Like, I'm surprised that, like, yeah. So you... Some of them did, and then some of them were actually, like, intelligent people who... <laughs> deserved the grades and then some of them decidedly took classes that were like past yeah they get some major that doesn't matter i was gonna say a dumb major but i don't want to say that 
Stan goes to Garrison and he asks Garrison what a homosexual is. Stan doesn't really understand what that means when Cartman is saying, you know, your dog's a gay homosexual or whatever. Right. So Garrison is like, oh, you came to the right place, Stanley. And he takes his glasses off and you think that you're going to get a serious discussion. And he goes, you see, Stan. What's a homosexual? Oh, well, Stanley, I guess you came to the right person. Sit down. Stanley, gay people, well, gay people are evil. Evil right down to their cold black hearts, which pump not blood like yours and mine, but rather a thick, vomitous oil that oozes through their rotten veins and clots in their pea-sized brains, which becomes the cause of their Nazi-esque patterns of violent behavior. Do you understand? I guess. Good. I'm glad we could have this little talk, Stanley. Now, you go outside and practice football like a good little heterosexual. I guarantee there's some places that still think this way 25 years later. Probably. But it is supposed to be like how stupid people are that they think that way. And then I like when Garrison tells Stanley, he just goes, go practice football like a good heterosexual. <laughs> that is a good line. I like that one. And there so are, <laughs> there are clearly, there are gay pro football players, of course. Of course. I, I don't. There's I, gay people everywhere. There's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a few that are out as they say, but right. I, there's got to be more that are not just from sheer numbers. I would assume. I would assume so. I, and I guarantee, and I know that like there's probably certain professions that have a higher percentage and a lower percentage too, like compared yeah, to the general like public. Sure. I assume. Well, it's just like how like just going like with male and female, quote unquote, again, type professions as well. A oh, lot yeah. of things are heavy a male one way nurse. or right. Or how, like, a lot of tech industry is mainly masculine thought of, right? Or how veterinarians actually has now swapped to being mostly women. Or feminine. Females or, like, women are going into STEM, which is pretty cool. I do like that, you know, people can actually, like, broaden what they they do and aren't being, like, forced into something else. (laughs) On the way home, Sparky finds them again. This time, he's wearing a pink scarf, <laughs> like a pink bandana. Yeah. Like a dog An bandana. ascot, or is it a mad bandana? I guess it's kind of an ascot. I mean, Big Gay Al later on is wearing an ascot, so I guess he that's wears what an this is supposed to be. But it, it oh, looks like a dog a bandana. bandana yeah, it just looks like a bandana. <laughs> and this is, again, where Sparky proves that he's smart, because he can sh- shake hands and he can sit. And I love right. Stan going, don't be gay. Don't be gay, Sparky. <laughs> And Sparky does, he he does the head tilt. uh Uh-huh. It's illustrative of somebody being, well, then just don't be gay. Like, telling somebody just, this is the start of that other message. Right, just don't be gay. Just don't be gay. Of of telling somebody to do that when it's their... Which is stupid. ...biological nature. Right, it's like, um, well, I really can't, but cool. (laughs) And the the bully kids pass by again, and they say... stupid bully. They call him a gay dog again. I think they tell him to go to the Pride Parade or something. Yeah, they like say that. something about a Pride March, which is like, you know what? I hope Sparky goes gets to go to a Pride March and gets all dressed up and yeah, I do too. Gets to have a good time. Yeah, why not? You know, fun those things look. <laughs> Jimbo is at the bookies and he puts five hundred on the cows to cover, and a bunch of people also put the money on it because Jimbo is like my nephew Stan is is gonna lead the cows to victory meaning they're gonna lose by right. less than 70 points and everyone starts putting their money on it 
And Jimmo's like, oh boy, we might be screwed now because a bunch of people want to bet on it and now he's re- responsible if something happens. So he right. knows that he needs to have a backup plan just in case. And the bartender tells them a fake celebrity in this case, John Stamos's older brother, Richard Stamos, <laughs> is singing Loving You at the halftime Lesser known. Show. Yeah, lesser known because he doesn't exist. <laughs> Apparently John Stamos thought it was funny. Event, like, <laughs> I love that he thought it was funny. No, that's even better. And Jimmo comes up with a plan for what to do, knowing that the Loving You is going to be sung at the halftime show. The boys decide to try to convince Sparky to be straight. Right. So they have a plan for him. I t- <laughs> He's got the pink bandana again. It's, it's so like, cute. You keep getting this. It like takes it away from him. You know, I'm wondering if one of the other boys are putting it on him just to mess with Stan more. <laughs> well, if it would be anybody, it would be Kenny or Cartman. And I feel like Cartman's not right. smart enough to do it. Yeah, I bet it's Kenny. Or, or, I would think I could see that happening. Or sparky keeps giving the bandana to kyle to put it on him because i could see kyle oh, yeah, putting it kyle back would on just him put, like oh do you want this yeah. okay and then he would put it on yeah so the boys got a poodle to try to get sparky yep. not be gay because they're like well if sparky likes to hump things then we'll just get this poodle and he'll hump it and he'll realize that it's oh maybe he he likes the like likes anything yeah. at the like at that point yeah. right he just humps things. Is he gay or is he like actually? It's like they're. I don't know what this experiment is. Kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Sparky pushes the poodle down, and they're like, "Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna hump it," and instead he just takes her collar because she's got like a right. diamondy blingy. Yeah, collar. it's like a, it, yeah, it's like a blingy collar. Stan. So is... actually, considering he puts it on himself. Maybe he is putting the bandanas on. Yeah, that's true, because he does flip he it on. He might be really head. good at it. Yeah. You gotta tie that bandana, though. Yeah, that's true. But he's a smart dog, so who knows? He is very smart. Stan is mad, and Kyle says, dude, who cares if he's gay? Maybe it doesn't right. matter. Who cares if your dog is gay? Maybe it's not that bad. No way, dude. My mom says God hates gay people. That's why he smote the sodomies in France. <laughs> I know, Mr. Garrison said that homosexuals are evil, but but Sparky doesn't seem evil. Well, maybe Mr. Garrison is wrong. You should ask somebody else. Like who? Right. Which there's, and if Sparky's gay, there's your lesson, kids. I don't understand. And uh. we get our... <laughs> again, let's take, the, take heed of Martin Luther King's... Don't judge... A person isn't an asshole because of what they are. A person is an asshole because of who they are. We have yes. to judge people by their character. So Stan is looking for, to back to the story, Stan is looking to try to get some answers, and he decides to go to Jesus. And we know in South Park you can actually talk you to Jesus You can literally Christ. talk to Jesus. This is one of my favorite parts of the early I seasons. Love this. Is that Jesus has a local public access show called Jesus and Pals. Yes, it's great. I love it. And it's basically a call-in show. So for our younger listeners or our folks that don't have public access or have no idea what the fuck this is, (laughs) there used to be, and there probably still is, on local TV stations, you could, you'd have these weird shows where you'd have like local celebrities that would tell you about different things going on in the town or, you know, maybe they're doing interviews with the city council or something like that. And there could also be call-in shows like this where Mm -hmm. somebody could call in for advice and things like that. Or regional shows, things like that, where we grew up. There's like a horror movie host. 
like those kind of things where they'll show bad movies <laughs> on, on weekends and stuff like that. But Jesus has his own public access like talk show. show. Yeah, talk show. Stan calls... <laughs> the guy that calls in first is really good because he's like, oh yeah, how's that advice that I gave you last week? And, and he goes, oh yeah, she hasn't talked back. She hasn't talked back at all or she hasn't opened her mouth. I got real worried about that one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I don't think Jesus realized what like that guy was talking about. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. My mind immediately went to true crime. What did he do? <laughs> Stan calls in and he tells Jesus that he has a gay dog. And Jesus starts to give his true opinion. He starts to explain what where his his stance is on this. He was like really excited to tell his stance on homosexuality. Yes. And before he could, the show got cut off for Marty's movie reviews. <laughs> and and Stan gets upset. Which I think is pretty funny. I like that. Yes. Which, I like the joke. I like the joke. I like that it's clearly so that they don't step on toes, but also because nobody really knows what the what the Bible what, really right. says. They, or what Jesus himself what actually Jesus himself thought. thought. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure is Honestly, complicated. Go ahead. I would think that he doesn't care I if they're gay. I think he'd be accepted. <laughs> Is my guess. Because that was his whole thing. Just accept everyone. Try to love thy neighbor. Be kind. Be kind. Like, all of that. His message really boils down to just be kind to each other. Be kind. Like, it shouldn't matter. It's interpreted many different ways, though. So Stan gets mad about this. And sparky overhears it because sparky was outside at the time and he hears that stan doesn't want a gay dog he wants a butch dog he wants a rin tin tin and sparky is upset and he feels ashamed and he runs away it's so sad (laughs) it's so sad because sparky is like i i just am gay i can't help that so he decides that he has the sad thing is you could parallel this with actual like kids or like people runaways too, sure who, are, who aren't accepted as like in their family it's so sad oh yeah sure if you made this like a person i mean i always think that it works better with dogs like the futurama episode or or, or this than a person just because, to get a message across yeah because people actually feel a little bit more towards a an animal feel more than they empathetic. do a yeah, human yeah, yeah. yeah there's more empathy toward them yeah. <laughs> sadly it's actually a psychologically true thing they're designed to be that way <laughs> So then we get back to the football game and Chef is telling the boys that you have to hold your football like you would your lover. Nurturing and (laughs) firm at the same time. So for those of you out there that are football players, just remember to hold the football like a lover. You have to hold it with your arm underneath. I can't really figure out. I was trying to figure out how I get my arm shape and it could make some sense. But the best you could do is cup your own breast. Well, I was thinking more like, you know, in your hand you're thinking not under your arm no because i'm thinking of like running with it where you if you're running i know but you're like you're like doing a headlock yeah uh, that's that's how you here firm that's how you hold your lover you hold them in a headlock (laughs) some people are into some different stuff rachel (sighs) i don't i i i um if, as long as there's consent, then that's fine. As long as it's <laughs> Otherwise, consenting adults. I would not hold your lover in a, in a headlock. <laughs> Unless they want you to. <laughs> then give it a shot, I guess. He starts to, to talk sing about this, and then Kyle has to shout him to stop doing it, to like shout him back, because right. he's, he's about to go into a song. And then Chef again tells Pip he can't get a helmet. Jimbo 
decides that he wants to make a bomb. <laughs> so he goes, I love that he goes. It's very extreme. The store that he goes to is called like bomb and explosive device store. And he goes to the guy and tells him that he wants the bomb to go off when they hit the high F in loving you. I love that he knows the note. (laughs) Of course. I love this little bit where all three of them are trying to hit the high F. We want that bomb to go off when he hits that high F. What high F? You know, loving you is easy cause you're beautiful. Do 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 Sorry, sorry, so you want the trigger on the doot and do? No, damn it, the... Ah! 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 Doot and doot and doo doo Ah! You got it. Doot and doot and doo Ah! All right. Yeah, okay. That's that's one of the best parts of the show. So Stan is telling Chef that he can't find his dog and he thinks he ran away because he's gay. And Chef tells him, well, you can't teach a gay dog straight tricks. I feel like that should be on a t-shirt for some reason. I love that. I like that line. You can't teach a gay dog straight folks tricks. Folks at home. <laughs> folks, folks at home are gay fans, are fans in the LGBTQ plus community. Let us know if that should be a t-shirt because it feels like it should be a t-shirt. It feels like a t-shirt. We could just, we could make Sparky the, the new mascot, the face. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a picture. I mean, the South Park guys could do, we couldn't do this because it's the South no. Park. But if South Park guys had a picture of Sparky with that as the with same. With a rainbow. Yeah, I like it. It's beautiful. <laughs> Garrison shows up and says not to give him any of that pro-gay propaganda or something like that. In the year that we're recording this, this sounds like it could be coming out of the mouth of some of the members of Congress. Which Garrison fits. Although I don't, I, you know, I mean, this is just him, you know, starting his presidential campaign, really. And Chef asks if Garrison is gay because he's like, I thought you were gay. And he says, no, who just acts that way to get chicks. And <laughs> Mr. Garrison. <laughs> who ironically. The journey you're about to go on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Sparky finds the big gay ale animal sanctuary in the middle of the wilderness yes which looks like a castle rachel i would like you to describe big gale before i give my description of big gale big gale is a big gay guy i mean yes (laughs) no big gale is extremely flamboyant he's the like the extreme version i guess of flamboyancy very stereotypical and very stereotypical. Fantastic. I like him, though. He's, like, he's one of those, like, very perky p- people that just, like, make you smile. I love that. Very, very kind of a cool dude. Got a, I don't like his scum stash, but he does have, like, a, a creepy stash. That, I think it's supposed on. to be, like, a John Waters mustache. He's actually the, uh, simultaneously, almost... Oh! I know who this guy yeah. is. Yes. The interesting thing about this is that this was taking place... This episode happened on September 3rd, 1997, like I said. Homer's phobia, which is the Simpsons' equivalent of this episode, took place on February 16th, 1997. So just earlier in the year. Oh, that's weird. And it must have just been that time and culture for this to kind of happen. And that has John Waters in it. John Waters plays the the gay character that Homer befriends in it. And he's got the famous pencil-thin mustache. I think that's why right. Big Gale has it in this. I mean... I could see that. 
But I mean, he's just like a very stereotypical flamboyant gay man. I said he is your magical. He's a very happy guy. Your magical. He does seem kind of magical. Yeah. He does seem kind of like. He's clearly, he's clear, they're clearly making fun of like the, like, I'm a magical creature kind of thing. Yes, I could see that. He wears a very colorful sweater and no undershirt. With a, an ascot. Yes. And he's always got a, uh, I always picture it as being one of those Cruella de Vil cigarettes. He's got a cigarette in his hand. <laughs> But I, I want it we to We talked be about this before. I love those Corella DeVille cigarette yeah. like holders. <laughs> They're so dumb, but I love it. It's so posh. He also has the earring, which Does he? I remember. I yeah. Yeah, which it's just the one earring, which right. I do remember being kids and that was a way of telling. Like I know like I feel like that's not uh, really. It a probably thing. wasn't real, yeah. But it was like, oh, he's no, got. No, he's, he's, but it was like, oh, a, this guy's got one yeah, earring, means which gay. means he's gay, yeah. and it's just like that's such a weird thing. It's especially a weird thing be. when in 1997, Stone Cold Steve Austin had earrings. Yeah, I, he clearly so was like, not a gay you, icon. That... Like, <laughs> right. So it was always odd to me that that was like the tell. Yeah, that's oh, there was always there was always earring. stupid shit like that. There's like, oh, this is a tell. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not. Calm down. <laughs> I wonder if there still is stuff like that. Whether it's kids or it's, I mean, it's got to be different now. Oh, you think like what kids do, like how they interpret things? Yeah. Or or, or just that that rumor starts where it's like, oh, he has blah 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 that you know that means he's gay or whatever yeah i'm sure on like conspiracy theory sites that's definitely the case where it's like oh look he's got i don't know he he, he's got sideburns that that means that he's one of the illuminati you know who fucking knows (laughs) i like this i like mutton chops mean illuminati let's start that yeah (laughs) folks at home start that get those fucking morons on that that's better than most of the shit that they do if we just say mutton chops means that they're part of the illuminati that's right that's right you heard it here I'm first some, i'm gonna grow some mutton chops though so. stan starts punching cartman because cartman is making gay jokes at the expense of his dog and so whenever he makes a gay joke he punches him and then you get that cartman hey no, no wait no we didn't finish up with the, the gale though part we talked about who oh, the gale well, is oh. but we didn't talk about that scene well he invites sparky in go ahead go ahead right Right, so so Sparky finds Big Gale's sanctuary, and Big Gale like comes out to greet him. Oh, hello there! And right, and it's like he's just like so sweet to the guy. He's just like, oh, you found me, and he goes, well, guess what? You're not gonna be. Nobody will ever oppress you here. Is what he says, and I like that because it's just like he's so welcoming, and he's just like, no, you can come here. This is you live with us. You can become our fam, part of the family. And I'm like, it's just so touching. I like it. It's like sweet. It's sad, but it's also sweet. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is sad because he was rejected by his his fan. He thinks that Stan rejected. Stan did reject him. because of because of his because of what he's being taught. Right. Right. Yes. Jimbo puts a bomb on the back of the horse mascot of the Middle Park Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> he puts a bomb on the mascot. So he's gonna blow up this horse. He's gonna blow up this horse to blow up the the kids. It's a very nefarious plot by Jimbo. Oh my god. It's such an extreme way of fixing what he started. Like, okay. <laughs> but it's Jimbo. That's that's how he thinks. He's a hillbilly. A uh, son of the soil. To not be offensive to our hillbilly fans. Is hillbilly offensive? I think that they wanted it to be at some point, and it's like, too bad. The Middle Park... <laughs> confused me. The Middle Park Cowboys show up, 
And it looks like it's going to be the bad guy team from a movie, like the Mighty Ducks or something like that. Oh, yeah. They also look slightly older, which is, like, weird. Yeah, they're, they they're all here. bigger, and they all look, yeah, older. They, they're they're in perfect formation where they're like, hut, 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 hut. They're, like, getting off the bus in right. formation and stuff. Just like South Park is a region of the basin in Colorado, Middle Park is also a basin in the region of Colorado. So okay. it is based on an idea, and the idea is that Middle Park is considered more well-to-do in Colorado, Okay, I guess. This is what I read. I don't know if it still is or if it was at the time. You get that a little bit when Jimbo and Ned get to the put the bomb on the mascot because the elementary school looks bigger and has like a giant satellite dish on the roof. Yeah, it's got like an interesting uh, architecture to it, which I guess makes it look a little bit fancier. Yeah. Which, you know... Like, oh, they must have a little bit more money yeah. to give to the students. Which is always going to be the way that it is, right? The school with less money is not going to have the ability to have the better athletes and stuff. Right, the better tools, yeah. the better all of that. To train them and things, yeah. The South Park side is bad because Stan isn't there because Stan decided to hell with the game. He's going to go find his dog. And... Jimbo's like, well, at least we have the bomb. I love how obvious it is. There's just this giant bomb sitting on top yes. of the horse. And no one is questioning it. So Stan is wandering around and in the woods, and he finds the sanctuary. And we get an, I'm super, thanks for asking, from Big Gay Ale. It's his I'm catchphrase. Super? It became yeah. a song in the movie. And I feel like that's one of the more famous lines from the first season, too. And Big Gay Al shows Stan all the big gay animals at the sanctuary. It's the one place that gay animals can be themselves. It's kind of like an arc. I think I figured out what it is. It's like an arc, isn't it? It's oh, not just a yeah. Because that's the shape. <laughs> I did not get that either, but I, I guess you're kind of right. This is where he shows them that there's all a bunch of different gay animals in it. The, it's like a zoo. <laughs> I, I did not. I didn't remember this line at all. This joke at all. When it happened, I was like, "That is hilarious." It still is hilarious because <laughs> he's going, "Oh yeah, all different type of animals are gay. Here's a gay water buffalo, and here's a gay right. gay gaggle of geese." And he yes. he says, "Here's a gay lion," and the lion roars. We have all sorts of gay animals here at Big Gay Owls. Over here, we have a gay lion. Roar. It's great. <laughs> oh, I love it, though. I'd love to meet a gay lion. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have, Rachel. Maybe I may you have. have. <laughs> it's not like they're advertising it. It's not like they walk up to you. It's true. It it's is not, kind of art. I mean, I'm sure that there are some people that are like this where the first thing they do is tell you they're gay. I'm, I'm sure there is because everything, something is well, it's like Well, it's like vegans. Yeah. Animals are going to be the same way where they're like. Right. They just kind of are. Yeah. There's animals where it's like, well, they have the offspring. The males take care of the offspring with each other. So they kind of have, like, their male mate. Goddamn right, brother. We're taking care of the kids is, is... tonight. Because, like, the females are like, no, I'm just here to procreate, and then I'm out. Aren't penguins like that? Or the penguins men? do that. Yeah, they, well, the, the females go to find food, and they give the, the males the eggs, yeah. and then they all kind of huddle together. That's right. We'll, we'll do, um... And they mate for life. Well, what's the what's the movie? And if they if they March lose the their penguins. mate, then they and then usually another male will like they'll 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 team up together. So they either oh, then yeah, yeah, yeah. team together or yeah, yeah. that penguin has two or they're dads. lonely and it's sad and it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, they work together. Gay penguins comes up in an episode of Parks and Rec, which we'll do further down. And you know, <laughs> we have Parks and Rec on the list already. Back at the football game. 
Kyle has to play quarterback because Stan's not there. And Cartman decides to torture Kyle while he has the chance. So he farts so that yep. Kyle doesn't want to take the, the snap. And Kyle's like, I'm not doing it, man. And Chef's like, we'll get a delay of game. Just snap the ball. Right. And I love that Kyle puts the the shirt over the nose to take the snap. And of course, the Cowboys are way better than they are. So Kyle gets sacked and immediately the Cowboys get the score because he fumbled the football as well. Are they also the Cowboys to be like with like the Cowboys of... I NFL. didn't think about that until just I, until I just said it, but I think that's true. I think that's part of it, okay. and I think it's also. But instead of a star, they have a gun. <laughs> yeah, but well, that and I think that the South Park are the cows, so that the cowboys are right. the so thing they have to pick on cows, those. Yeah. Cowboys, yeah, yeah, for for sure, definitely. Now that you you've mentioned it, and of course the cowboys are also the bad guy team in Little Giants. Right. Yes. So isn't that interesting? Yeah. It always comes in there. I feel like, does that mean something with the NFL, too? With the, yes, you know, the 100%. The Cowboys <laughs> are the bad guy team. They really they are. They are. <laughs> One of. There are some heel teams in the NFL. Yeah, true. The Cowboys have always been a heel team. They're not America's team. They're the heels. Which I guess is huh. also par for the course. Interesting. So if they are America's team, they are a heel. Yeah. They? It's kind of interesting. Kind of makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. Does that, does that make anybody think a little bit? Well, <laughs> I, I, we think, you and I think they're the heels, but there are plenty of people out there that think they're the faces. Folks at home, let I us know. know. Are the are the America's team, the Cowboys, your, your favorites? I don't know if I want to know. Yeah, why not? We like shitty teams, too. I don't know. Every, I only do fantasy. Every team... I don't know if I like a team. I prefer, like, the 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 characters the uh the, the people on the team that's <laughs> what i look at every every team is shitty every team in every sport has something in their closet yes no no pun true. intended for the subject matter at hand i was thinking skeletons and you went gay <laughs> <laughs> they um i didn't mean the well yeah uh there's both <laughs> this is where you get a running gag by in this episode, this is what I remembered. This is what I thought was funny as a kid in this episode, where the commentator kept saying something extremely offensive. And yes, yes. And the I other commentator this. has to cut him like, off. That like, was what I thought off. was funny in this episode as a kid. Well, I haven't seen a beating like that since Rodney King. Now, Frank, that's not very PC. You're going to get us in trouble again. Right, right. I, I got to watch that. That's what he says, and that's a good running joke. So Rodney King was one of the... First, we have footage of a black guy being beaten up by police ah. in the modern era. Okay. So 90, yes. 92, 93, I'm going to get the year wrong, but it, early 90s in Los Angeles, Rodney King was getting arrested by the police for drugs or something. And the police kind of beat the shit out of him. And there was somebody else near them that was recording it. So it became a national thing. There were started riots in in Los right. Angeles, and there were protests across the country. Not absolutely not dissimilar to twenty twenty, except for di different. Obviously, I the twenty twenty one was very different. Oh my god! Than what yeah, happened it, but in it's the still King. kind of hateful. But, but if absolutely but if you're just hateful. thinking of, of kind of history repeating itself in a way, it kind of that was kind of it the kind idea. of shows that yeah. all the police officers ended up, I think, getting not guilty verdicts as well which started which i think is that's what started the riots or sure that's the joke there but a lot of this is in the 90s yeah. and a lot of the people that might be listening probably don't know the history right 
so it's always nice to kind of understand the joke or understand what they're trying to convey tell. yeah pip because he's not wearing a helmet the other kid on the cowboys team just headbutts him <laughs> so of course that gives you would assume pip a concussion but the commentator says oh my i haven't seen an englishman take a blow like that since hugh grant dude now that is not cool sorry sorry Rachel, I have. I, pr- I feel like you probably don't know what this one was referring to. The word blow, and I would imagine that's a drug. No. No? No. no. So do, okay. do, you remember, All right. do you know who Hugh Grant is? Yes, I know who Hugh Grant okay. is. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm so charmingly befuddled that Hugh Grant. Right, yes. He, yes. The He's actor. Uh, a lot of the times in some rom-coms and stuff. Well, I guess just romances. They're not really rom I will try to be rom- Oh, so romantic comedies. So he was big in the 90s for romantic comedies. I'm sure we'll do some of them at some point so that Rachel can say whether or not they're good and I can be annoyed by them. And, well, I can tell you they're all bad. And <laughs> there was an incident where he was arrested for soliciting a prostitute. So oh, that, okay. that is the reference there. So the blow okay. in question is not cocaine like you thought it is well that's what that is legitimately where my brain went well that's good i'm glad that your brain is not in the gutter so that's that reference stan finds sparky because big gay al took him to the big gay techno dance floor i guess what would you call this dance club like a club yeah there's like a dance club in the animal sanctuary yeah. Uh, and all the animals are dancing with each other, which is also hilarious because there's like because they're cardboard cutouts, but there's like a dolphin and a, and a lion and, and everything, and they're all just dancing. So Stan's having yeah, fun. Yeah, it's a bit psychedelic. It doesn't kind of make any sense <laughs> the animal part, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's supposed to obviously be a reference to like Studio Fifty Four or different gay clubs from the past. Which, which oh yeah, just... sure. And well, it's it's like the underground yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. People, a place for for people who are being oppressed to go to actually be themselves. Right. Like like comic book stores. <laughs> and Stan <laughs> sees Sparky, and he's like, Sparky, finally, like we can go now. We can go home. I missed you, big guy. And we can work on you not. We can work on making you not gay together. And Sparky won't leave now because he's like, right. You just don't get it. And right. Big Al's like, oh, little boy, you, you don't understand. So this is where Big Al takes Stan on his t- titular Big Gay boat ride. Yes! And it's where you get to see gayness throughout time. That might be how he says I think, it. I think that's kind of like the whole idea, yeah, is to kind of see, it's like the history of gayness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it talks about how being gay has been something that has been throughout time. I thought that this was very surface level rudimentary, but at the time it was probably very uh, new or very forthcoming that you didn't see about homosexuality because I thought like, all right, so basically the argument is just that this has been around, it's a natural thing, so just let it, but but it is very, uh, it's very brief. I thought. But I guess that's probably the best way to do it is just make your point and move on as opposed to, like, beating someone over the head with it. Right. Which I like because part of, in, like, one of these, they are beating over the head of a a gay man. Like, it's like a Nazi and... Oh, yes, yes. The oppressors. (laughs) Christians and Republicans and and Nazis. Yes. 
The Republican Oof, sign. Still, I thought the Republican still. sign looked kind of like a QAnon sign for a second. I thought of. I thought it was the QAnon symbol. It's not. It's an elephant carved out of the the flag. I don't know what the QAnon symbol is. When you look at it really quickly. Oh, it's just a Q. Yeah, it's just a Q, but it's always like red, white. Like you see the idiots at certain political rallies like holding up their Q sign and like sometimes it looks like that. Gotcha. I, it, it does though. I can see what you mean because the background is gray yeah, it and just, the it just is gray, morphed. so it looks like it could be cut yeah. out. Yeah. A little bit in my head anyway, just because of what I'm used to having to look because at. Because of the sadness that's happening. Yeah. Uh, yes. They sing We're All Gay and That's Okay. It's basically a, st- a small world after all. Right. And Stan understands now and says that he's sorry he tried to change Sparky. He learned his lesson. Yeah. Back at the game, Kenny took a kickoff and he started getting down to the goal line or he's, you know, at the 40, at the 30. The Cowboys catch up to him and they they rip his arms off and they decapitate yes! him. Yes! <laughs> What is that? That should be a penalty. That's like, what Chef happening? says. It should it should be a personal <laughs> foul, or at least let him scrape him off the field. Right. It's ridiculous. I did like the that's gotta hurt Frank from the commentator on that one. Mm-hmm. So they get to halftime, and John Stamos's brother can't hit the high F. He always screws it up. So he starts saying "loving you," and he's like, ah, ah. he like can't do it. <laughs> right. So Jimbo's worried. That's a, that's a hard note to it's hit. It's a very hard note to hit. I'm not even going to try. Absolutely not. I don't sing. And neither do I, but that doesn't stop me. And is Jimbo is worried because this means they're going to get their asses kicked. So Al tells Stan to tell... The... I do... Wait. I do also love how Stamos looks, though, with his eyes. Yeah, why does he, he like, look like that? Like I, that's why like, I thought... What is that? That's why I always thought it had to be based on somebody real. But it's not, so I don't know why he has these eyes, but he does. Maybe that's why, because they look like like soulless eyes. So maybe like it's black because... eyes, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> They're horrifying, like these chippy, like baby eyes. I don't know how to explain <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, th- yeah, they definitely do. So back at the sanctuary, Al tells Stan to tell the people that there are a lot of gay animals that need homes, which should just be there. That there are a lot of animals that need homes. And Stan right. tells him he's going to go back to the game and he's going to tell them that. Back at the game, the commenter says, I haven't seen so many molested kids since. And it cuts him off before he could finish the, the line, which I oh thought was funny. Oh my God. Everyone, like, no. there's, a bunch of, there's a bunch of theories on the internet of what that line was and that people think Comedy Central made them cut it out. I don't think that's the case. I think that that's the joke. I think they made it open-ended. Yeah, yeah on purpose. Stan shows up and gets to the game in time. And <laughs> I love this joke. Jimbo prays to Jesus to allow them to score a touchdown to cover the spread. Jesus, now I haven't asked you for much, but all we need is one little score. Please, please, Jesus. Leave me alone. And and it cuts to Jesus in the stands, like a few rows in front of Jimbo, and he just goes, leave me alone. It's... Like, leave me out of it. That's so funny. And and I've always (laughs) loved the people that pray for sports results. Yes. Do you really do you really think that God or Jesus or any of your other Care. you know what whoever you believe in cares right. who wins the Super Bowl? Right. I don't think they do. And do you do you not think that the opposite team is also doing the same thing? Now we're getting into so now who, we're going to start a George Carlin bit. Go ahead, keep going. Well, like, but like, who's who's he going to listen to? I'm getting it from both sides. What am I supposed to say? I, like... I guess it's however whoever is more uh, more devout. 
But it, it me it like it forcing Jesus to take a side. Jesus is like no. Yeah, that's why Jesus <laughs> says leave me alone. But like when you see players praying, I always assume that they're praying to to not get hurt. Like yeah, it's probably more so. I, like, I always make assume sure everything goes okay. Yeah, that everything not goes well. Hurt. Not to win yeah, the game. Like, that I don't screw up like an idiot yeah. type of thing. Like let me just not embarrass myself is kind of probably what I would do it for. So Stan. It goes in the game. He throws to Kyle, the little Jewish kid, as they are clear to point out on commentary. I haven't seen a Jew run like that since Poland 1938. Dude! Oh my god. He, that one I understand. He gets the year wrong, though. <laughs> he gets the year wrong. Because Poland was invaded in 1939. Which Ooh. I guess you could have been running away because you, if you smelt the... Because you knew it was you happening. smelt it coming, yeah. So they only lose 73-6. to six, And they beat the spread. And that's all that, that the South Park... South Park community cares about is beating the spread. Right. And they let Stan give a post-game speech because of this heroic effort. And Stan says it's okay to be gay. It's part of nature and a beautiful thing. And he explains that he was at Big Gay Ales and he learned about the wonders of being gay. And the crowd is kind of taken aback by this. Confused. Yeah. I feel like if they were, they're not as cynical as they could have been. They didn't start like throwing stuff at him and yelling. That, or that's anything. what I mean. They don't take it as they kind of are listening. Yeah, as I thought that they could have in this episode for the time. And Stan decides to try to show them, like, no, I'm going to show you that that it's really there, but it's gone. The sanctuary is gone, but all the animals right. are still there, and the people are like finding all of their animals and they're being accepting of all of their gay animals that ran away from home. They're it's a very right. touching ending. Pe- yeah. People, a lot of people in the reviews said that this felt like a very sweet episode compared to the first three, and for the season in general. I could, I can understand that though. It's a, yeah. it's a, it is a happy ending with a very nice message of acceptance yes. and tolerance to it. Big Al is there though. Yes, Big Al is suddenly there, and he's like, "Oh, Stan, thank you for bringing everyone here." And he he decides that his his work here is done for now. And he right. gets into his suitcase. He becomes this magical thing. <laughs> he jumps in his suitcase now, and runs away. Or, or he presses he a button. He jumps in his suitcase. And it like... He walks into it like it's a TARDIS or like it's the stupid suitcase from Fantastic Beasts. Like, yeah, that's, that's true, yeah. Like, honestly, that's literally what it, like, I was like, oh my god, I forgot about this. And now that's what it reminds me I was me trying of. to figure out what it, if it was a reference to something. I mean, Fantastic Beasts obviously is way after this. It's the opposite, yeah. But... Yeah, like a TARDIS or a thing, or maybe it's just kind of a trope, but it's defi- it definitely does remind me of that. Right. And then Stamos shows back up, and he's like, guys, I can do it. I can finally hit the high F. And Jimbo's like, no, don't. And for some reason, they brought the horse with the bottom on him. Yeah, why did they bring a win? This poor horse. <laughs> and he hits the high F, and it blows up the horse. And that's the end of the episode. And the episode. And yep. the, the, the credits <laughs> the credits play one of unironically one of my favorite songs now you're a man from orgasmo by dvda which is the band that trey and matt have and uh, i love that song it's now you're a man a man 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 now you're a man (laughs) which i think is also part of the idea of the masculinity being tied with heterosexual homosexuality yes yes uh, as well which doesn't need to be it doesn't you don't have to be the most butch asshole on the planet to prove that no. you're straight well it, 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 yeah and it, it's it, men that are gay women that are gay anything i guess like any type of 
person. It's a whole spectrum of that. The flag just oh, keeps gaining it, colors on it. There's, there's a, a triangle now. on it now. There's there's twenty. I think they're gonna. I was looking them next up. They're gonna have to put like a, just a plus sign because they're gonna run out of room. I always feel well, yeah. I always feel bad because I'm like I can never remember all of the flags. Like some of them I remember, and I remember like the ones that are like uh, for. One of my neighbors has oh, one. The has the new one what, with what the triangle. It? So yeah. it has the pastel colors that they've added. And the black, like the black triangle on the sign. There's a black. Tri- I don't know Is if there's a black triangle. Mean? I know that they've got the one with the regular rainbow. And then the triangle that's cutting into the rainbow, which is kind of more badass than with just trans, the rainbow. With the trans, because it's got the trans. Oh, stuff is that in what it. it is? Okay, I had no. The trans flag point. is the the light blue, the pink, and the white. Yeah, see, I don't know these things. That, I I remember that one. So anyway, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm doing my best. Yeah, it, every, no, the one with the one with the black on it. I think it's all. Is... It all moves way too fast for me. Anyway, so just correct me politely. I just if go I'm with wrong. rainbows. I just go. You know what? Rainbows. Yeah. That's like the that's like the whole umbrella. Anyway. That's the progress pride. The one with the triangle on it. Ah. Sorry, now you have me looking at them again. I've had Rachel looking up. Because I, I had a friend put, because they were at, went to something and they had a, really... a lesbian flag. And I was like, I don't remember this one. I had to look if it up. If anybody's tracking you, they're going to be like, what the hell is this? She looked up Rodney King and pride flags. She must be getting ready to go on and some QAnon weird... And the QAnon And <laughs> QAnon. She is getting ready to protest it. I don't know what for. Get ready. <laughs> oh, man everything i just want to go out and do everything anyway that's the end of the episode rachel what did you think and what did you learn today oh i like big gal's big Al. well ryan i like big al i think he's a fun character i think he's very perky i like him he is he's like he's very positive mm. he's a very positive like the, the the you know what the word i'm trying yeah. to come up with it's like uh yes. He's like a positive force, yeah. and he like just exudes positivity, and I just love him. I think it's a great message, but that's also kind of like I I feel like you should be accepting, and I feel like it, the oppression it sucks and it shouldn't be there. And the sad thing is, is this I think does still work in this day and age. Uh, I still think it's a, a message that needs to be pushed. And I well, it's it's nice that like Stan actually did learn that too. Like he was being kind of bullied into thinking of the other way and then gets this realization he, that it's like, well, it doesn't really matter. He was concerned about what it meant about him, which yes. it didn't mean anything about him. So why do you fucking care? But he thought that it, that it, it does because he's, he's getting was bullied. A bad thing. He's getting bullied because of it. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't want it to be a bad thing. Right. And which, and it's not. <laughs> yep. So but, uh, I thought that was nice that he actually had like that arch yes. from being Just, like showed different versions whatever consenting adults want to do with each other as long as it's not hurting another person or themselves right they should be allowed to do because who fucking cares that is kind of what the point of a right to privacy and small government mean so anyway what did you did you learn anything did i learn anything i learned that football is like a woman damn it i was gonna steal that one Oh, should, do you want me no, to go with no, a different no, one? No, no, don't do that, um, do that one. Sometimes you score and sometimes you don't. But you gotta treat it like a woman, though. <laughs> and cre- treat the ball like a lover as That's well. Right. You know, football is all about your the sexual partner that you are with. Football is very sexual. I mean, the one guy Apparently. has his hand uh, right next to another guy's <laughs> for every single play. 
taint like would, you ra- would you rather i don't like that word either can we not <laughs> folks at home let us know what you call that part area no i don't want to know <laughs> i don't want to know <laughs> i like this episode i thought it was funnier than i remembered it does have a very quaint message it is crazy to think that people thought this was a huge step toward gay rights on television and it was coming from south park of all places yeah that's actually pretty cool. but at the time they really did think that it was it got awards from lgbt groups for it it was considered very progressive they thought mm-hmm. it was it was staunchly gay affirmative at the time and i still think it is yeah and for trey and matt still to this day i think get pegged as libertarian and I understand that because a lot of what they say is, I think they've been quoted as saying they hate conservatives, but they really hate liberals. And <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's because they see the world as everyone sucks and they're, yes. and we should just be, they, I know that they make fun of religion and stuff. And I know that they, they poke fun. Well, at, they make fun of, they make fun everything. of everything. And I know Even that, themselves. And I know that they make fun of Jesus and they make fun of themselves and they make fun of all that stuff. But I think that their message really is, and I'll say it the way that they would say it, like, dude, just mind your business. Dude, be kind to each other. Dude, who cares? Yes. And, and I think that is the why they get labeled as libertarian. The acceptance. Because uh, it's like, dude, what the fuck do you care? Like, just let the world be the world. Why, do, why does it bother you? I don't know. I, I think it is. I think it's interesting to see it as a relic from 1997. But like you said, some people still kind of need that message to be heard. And I do think that a lot of the parts of it are good. I thought the football stuff is very funny as a huge football fan, uh, an uncontrollable football fan. And they are too. They like football, obviously. I thought all of that was very, very good. The commentator stuff, the quotes from Chef, all that's very good. I think it's the first South Park with a blatant message. I think Volcano had messages in it. And Wake mm-hmm. 4000 had some message too. This one has a... I feel like this is a stronger has message. has a very blatant satirical message. Other than Don't Hurt an Endangered Species that that volcano had. It's, I think it's a strong episode from season one from them. What did I learn today? Uh, yes. Oh boy. I learned that British people probably should wear helmets. I think so. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah. Because there's always somebody... I think everybody should wear a helmet. Oh yeah. Definitely. Just in general life... But especially if everyone around you is wearing a helmet, but you're not, you probably should put a helmet on or find one. Probably. Yeah. There might be a need to put that helmet on for something that's going on. I would agree. In the world. Yes. Yeah. And it's okay because everybody's wearing a helmet. <laughs> that's so right. Not so like you're not being theirs. singled out. Everybody else is. So that is the end <laughs> of Big Gay Ale's Big Gay Boat Ride. And we, I mean, we're going to get a little... We're gonna get a little down and dirty in our next episode with elephants and pigs. But we come. Ca- Wait a minute. Oh, oh, come on. We're out of- Is that the music? The music is. Okay, fine, fine. We're out, of- We're out of time, fans. We're out of time. We'll see you next time here at South Park. I love to sing about the moon and the tuna and the spring. I love to sing it.